Experiment in Consciousness podcast with Chris and Chris. Conversations on spirituality, philosophy, religion, life, consciousness, and all things within it. Thank you for listening. We brought someone else to talk with us today. Hello. This is my friend. And my new friend. That's right. Isaiah. Hi. Hi, Isaiah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) You already know, boys and girls. Isaiah is the host of his own podcast, Isaiah's Newsstand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where can we find this podcast? I am on a few spots. Uh, essentially, it's like an anchor situation, Anchor FM. Uh, but I'm on Spotify. I'm on YouTube. Um, if you want to get social with me, you can always like find me on like Instagram, Facebook. I'm always sharing memes and dumb shit. But um, yeah, I'm available. <laughs> I'm on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Isaiah's podcast focuses on current events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I the do, like, current news, news cycle. Yeah. I try to keep it, like, timely. Granted, I will say it's kind of, like, blah right now because it's either, do you want to talk about tr- Canadian truckers or do you want to talk about Ukraine and Russia? Like, that's kind of, like, that's it for the week. But, like, you know, <laughs> we, I try to find some stories that are cute and fun or I'll just try to, to keep it topical and, like, keep it moving while I'm drinking and smoking, you know. <laughs> right. So this is a solo cast, right? Yeah, just me. Um, there's some other episodes and stuff where we've done, like, history and stuff, too. Um, but generally now I'm on like a little bit of a just news thing right now. So that's what we're doing. So in the subject of podcasting, how's your experience experiment with it been? It's been fun. Um, a lot like you guys, it was just kind of like I had a passion and an urge to just kind of get out there and, and talk. And, um, my friend had hit me up initially like, Hey, let's do a podcast. Let's make it happen. And then I was like, well, what are we going to talk about? And like, for me, I thought, I could talk about news. I remember bullshitting in like current events class when I was um, uh, in high school. And I was just like, this is fun. This is cool. I can talk about Obama or whatever. Like, it's it's fine. And then adding in like the idea of just sitting with my friend talking about it. And then we initially rolled on that idea to say, hey, let's just ask our friends to come along or we'll go to them and we'll talk and we'll just bullshit and it'll be fun. And it was. So we just kind of kept doing it and I kind of kept at it. So it's been fun. It's been good. Right on. Now, in your experience with podcasting, has there been any challenges? Uh, a lot of like learning curve shit. Uh, Is I, it more than just technology? Is it people? Subject uh, matter? Honestly, for me, it's technology. I, I definitely have realized what a millennial boomer I am. <laughs> <laughs> like I will, I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I can surf the internet. This is easy. But like converting a WAV file is like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, so like, I remember like a f- couple episodes we did, they just didn't get aired because we didn't know what we were doing. Um, then like, I kind of said, okay, let me surf the internet. Let me research. Let me learn. And then learned a quick way to do it. And then that was good. Um, then it's just getting comfortable. I think with it, it's a different kind of conversation that you're having. Um, it feels weird at first until you get used to it. But once you do, it's fun, I think. So how was the transition going from podcasting with other people to sitting in a room in front of a microphone and like just kind of podcasting to an audience that was not there physically? Like, like for me, like that was like Chris ran into that roadblock when he was thinking about starting a podcast. You it's know, eerie. Didn't... It's eerie. Like um, I initially I, I I would say my default is to be very like outgoing talkative like i'll make it happen but i always remember like as a kid like five years old i was quiet i was shy 
And like, I remember when I would try to do it in the beginning by myself, and I, I do a little streaming too on Twitch. You catch me on twitch.com, whatever. You can find me there. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I remember it was so odd. I would sit there for a second, everything was booted up, and I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I say? And I didn't know. And then I just like, just talk. Just talk like you normally would, as if someone's in the room with you. And then also, I think it helps too, a, a little inside baseball for myself. I talk to myself a lot. So, like, it's not weird. So I just got used to just talking casually and not caring if anyone heard it because that's what this is. So once I got into that format for myself, it felt good, felt comfortable. And also, you know, drinking and smoking just helps you rant. I think that also kind of like loosens you up. It's like, "Ah, I'm talking to the universe. Ah," You know, it makes a lot of sense. You just muster it up. (laughs) And then there's not, I imagine there's not that dynamic of, where I think at, at some level there's always a lot of the times it seems like you've gotten past this. I know me and Chris have definitely are kind of past this point, but early in having conversations with yourself or other people, like especially with other people, yeah, there's this what are they thinking? Yeah, element. What, what will they say? Like yeah. honestly, like I, I there's an X factor, um, and I've had moments in in earlier episodes where. I, like, and my friends have come back, like, you were freaked out there, weren't you? And I'm like, yes. I was literally, like, looking away like I'm Jim Halpert in the office. Like, what do I do here? These guys are going off. Like, <laughs> Tina coming out. <laughs> yes. It's very Tina. And like, uh, I don't know what to do. Anyway, next thing. Like, you just, you just, I think if you come into it with an open energy and willing to be flexible, that's the best case scenario you can have. Whether it goes wrong or you, like, land on your face, it doesn't matter. You can laugh it off or whatever. And you just keep talking, and then it's like you kind of just, just flow. yeah. Like, flow. I definitely still will have moments where I will click end, and I'll go. That episode was terrible. Like that, that was bad. Like, do you just, still post it? Oh yeah, yeah. Good. Full send. It's always full send. Like I know it's bad, but I, I, I think it's all bad. So it's like it's whatever. I just want to keep making content. It's fun, and as long as I had fun making that episode, then I'm cool with it. It's a beautiful way to look at it. Like if if you go into anything you're doing, whether it's a podcast or a new hobby or like any venture, anything that seems interesting, and you decide that it's going to be bad, but it's going to be your flavor of bad, then you're free to introduce your flavor of bad to yeah. whatever platform or whatever environment you're entering. Also, another thing that's helped me is um, it's the catharsis of it all. Like, I realize a lot of magic, it's a hobby for me. I'm not trying to be the best that ever was. I just want to have fun. I just Magic the Gathering? Yeah, the Magic game? the Gathering. Okay. Also my magic cult. But um, no, um, just... It's, I figured, I just, I'm still waiting for my invite. <laughs> hey, it'll, it'll come, baby. It'll come. <laughs> I'll, I'll send you the, the, the letter with the inkblot thing. Yeah, it'll Ooh. come. Um, but essentially, it's just fun to do it. It's fun to have the hobby. So like, even if the episode is bad, kind of like, what do you, what do you ask? Like... I'm still glad I did it. I'm still glad I put it out there and it's in the universe. And if someone hates it, they hate it. That's okay. I hate it too. Like it's, it's all right. <laughs> That's awesome. You know what I mean? That's so beautiful. It, it's nice to just have that experience and hopefully that people will latch onto it and share it with you. So it's really cool. Well, I appreciate you sharing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Do you have so, like a ritual that you prepare your, like to prep yourself ooh, for getting good, in front of the microphone? That's a good question. I actually do. Um, I will generally the setup is um, it's about an hour worth of prep for a 30, 20 minute, 30 minute episode, sometimes even 15, depending on how much I want to talk about said uh, news thing. So like research and mm-hmm. getting so, your content together. Mm-hmm. That kind of so prep. it's about like, I, I will research too throughout the week. So like, I'll see a thing, find it, maybe look over it. Then on the weekend, I'll like get about five things together. Um, that whole process takes about an hour. 
um, right before I will always take a shot because I like to like get a little loose. Um, and then I will drink and smoke throughout the episode. I'll be like, I'll have a smoke break. And it's always, it's always forced eerie. I feel like, cause it's always, it's always feels weird to me, especially when I'm by myself. It was easier when I had a partner cause we would like baton pass where it's like, Hey, I'm going to smoke. I'm going to let up. And then you're going to talk and be cool. And then like we pass it off. Yeah. And it, it worked for that. But there's like these eerie moments. Where I'm like, I don't care. I'm just going to get high. I don't care. Like, so I will have that in there, but it's just that has to happen for me because I want it to happen. Like yeah. it's a part of it. Like I feel like eerie if I'm sick and I'm doing a podcast episode because I maybe not want to drink or smoke as much. And I'm like, this episode is balls. Like so I don't have a fun. It's not necessarily about overcoming the inhibitions. It's more about like this is a in, it, it's a part of what encompasses the entire experience. It's for the you. ritual. Yeah, it's very r- ritualistic. So it's to all me. in one. It is a part. Of it. Like the the ritual isn't pre podcast. It's like the podcast is the ritual. Yes, yes. It's all kind of baked into itself. Like because there were definitely sometimes where I would drink for jitter's sake, where I'm like, oh, I'm a little nervous. It's it's a big episode. Here we go. Here we go. Oh no. But like initially, it's just like no. It's just it's Saturday. Like we're we're, we're gonna party at twelve o'clock. Let's go. <laughs> turn up. Yeah. Yeah. Turn up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'll use a podcast as like an excuse. Well, I've enjoyed listening to the last handful of your episodes. I appreciate that. Anytime someone says like, hey, I'm listening to your thing. Like, hey, we turn on at like dinner or like, hey, I'm driving in the car listening to you. I I melt. It's like the best Mm. feeling. Well, it's kind of a big deal because in a saturated market that is podcasting now versus it is a hell of a time investment of another person to sit and listen to you talk about something for 20 minutes, an hour, two hours Mm -hmm. like we do. Like I'm a huge fan of the long podcast yeah you know i love hearing people that are smarter than me talk about shit that i don't understand yeah because if it's not at least entertaining i'm developing a a different side of my brain i'm developing a different uh part of my awareness going well how does this person that has committed 40 years of their life and have a doctorate degree in this particular thing and they're they're saying this yeah they're they're saying that i don't know meat's bad or vegetables are bad or whatever bet you know mm-hmm. think they're, they're selling to you i understand on the surface it's a product right it's a brand that this person is selling well is it something that's new to me that's what i'm curious about like well is it relevant is it new is it cool can i do something with it right and that's the greatest thing about podcasts um but then again i often had that thought that i'm becoming my father Instead of talk radio, I listen to podcasts. That's me. That's me. That's me. I, I realize that I'm my dad, and instead of newspapers, I'm just cycling through podcasts, and that's how, how I'm getting my daily intake of things. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'm just an old man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, for me, that's one of the best things about podcasts yeah. is because we see this. You turn on your TV. It doesn't matter what news channel you're watching, and what you're going to get is what draws your attention which mm-hmm. is what triggers your fight or flight which is all the terrible things in the world that Reactionary are happening shit yeah and it's usually repetitive if they don't have any new shit to show you that gets your blood boiling they're just going to repeat the shit from last week and yeah. give you updates on it or they'll throw a puppy in your face and be like oh and, look how cute and what it does <laughs> is it feeds this animal part of us that um wants to survive so we need to perceive the threats in our environment yep and we're so connected in today's world holy chris yeah, take dude. it off what just you, hoodie fellas come down that's just the beginning you, you don't see it. <laughs> off microphone chris just removed his hoodie yeah he's got a little sexy for us yeah it's not as uh, provocative as it sounded um <laughs> or is it <laughs> 
I don't, I don't. I mean, it depends on who you ask. It depends on what you're looking for. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> I'm gonna tell your wife. She's yeah. She doesn't listen to the podcast, and she she says she would like to sometimes, but she doesn't, which is okay with me because like it kind of gives me my space, and yeah. there's a little bit of freedom there to be like, right. hey, like. I'm not going to say anything on this podcast that I wouldn't be comfortable with her hearing because I'm a pretty open book and yeah. pretty transparent, which creates conflict at times because we're two different people with two different worldviews and two different perspectives of life and definitely two different levels of comfort with transparency. Mm-hmm. I'm an open book. Oh, yeah. My wife is like, what are you talking about us about? <laughs> yeah, she wants to know the details. Like, what are you putting out into the universe? Like, here? how much, how honest are you being right now? Because I, I might need to censor you. <laughs> <laughs> You get canceled by your own wife? No. It's like an FBI level thing. No, like, it's, it's redacted. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is another, that's the other interesting level about podcasting because we all three know how it needs to be sincere. You got to yeah. be honest. You got to be the genuine you version. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might be a little bit more extroverted in the podcast. You're presenting yourself. You're making sure that your voice sounds good yeah. and that your thoughts are clear. Because, you know, right before I have a podcast, you talk about a ritual. Yeah, it started when the last podcast ended. Yeah. Because I'm still surveying those thoughts. I'm going through those new ideas. I don't want to. And as much as we're going to try not to go over the same stuff over and over and over again, that's exactly what we're going to end up doing. But that's life. That's life. I know with the news, I I cover the same things over and over again. And even if it's not, it's a reskin bit. It's just done over again. Right. So you're sharing yourself with this invisible universe on the Internet. Of anybody that can just hop on Podbeam or Anchor and go, I'm going to share a part of this person's life or yeah. this group's life. And at what point are you being too honest? Yeah. Because there such a thing. I think that some people, yeah. But I think in the overall, no. Like, I think really truth is truth. Like, like but I think some people, like, I only want so much truth. Right. Like, well, I mean, you're sharing something like, I'm in my private home. And I do have a private life, and I have a professional life, and I have a public life. Compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. It's just the way I, my brains are organized, because there's things I will say through this microphone that I will not say at work. There are things that I will not say through this microphone when I'm with my wife. That makes sense. Because it's not necessarily... One of the things is, like, the wife has asked me, she's like, so how is your relationship with your podcast host going to be in the future and i'm like i have no idea because i don't need it to be my podcast host can't not be he cannot be my best friend we sound the same we become the same person once that happens yeah this is not an echoing chamber that's for sure yeah because right. that's something that's a really good point you guys are making because like i mean not to like throw shade or anything like that but i uh, something that no, happens throw all the shade just just bring it just leave transparency <laughs> if there's shade we, we, <laughs> we will just throw it it's a it's, we'll we bring some it. more lights to create some more. but like like with the joe rogan thing i think sometimes it can be a little bit frustrating when you have a yes man on a podcast like yeah. i would prefer if you're gonna have a conversation that th- there's a little bit of like give and take like there's something to be gained here not just like oh yeah man you're right man <laughs> no crazy man <laughs> it's not just a it's not an avoidance of disagreement it's okay i've 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 an apple is the greatest fruit god ever made do you guys agree it's up there right <laughs> an apple is, it's a fruit it's good i eat one i, I, I like them right but it's not truth right and the thing is, is if we've sat down and we went to coffee before this and we got our little notes together, 
we're going to say the same damn thing. There's no growth in that conversation. Right. There's not a me looking at you going, well, who's your favorite Altrades in the Dune series? Right. And we rant about it for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And there's no real answer attached to it, but it was the fun and the entertainment of the rant that's attached to it. Right. Because this is one of the things is we started off and I'm like, well, here's all my notes. And Chris was like, whoa, Camel. Yeah. Stop. This is part of the evolution of this experiment in consciousness that we're having is Chris was like, hey. Here's what I have. He sent me a, li- a text message, which is like just not elaborate or but detailed. But an outline, yeah. Like, yeah, this an is outline. what we're doing. This is what I want to talk about. Here's what I'm thinking. And I was like, mm, no, I'm not. I don't. I don't like that. Well, see, and here's the thing. Sort that's of, where like podcasting is a relationship thing. Right. Some, for some, that's perfect. That's yeah. that's what they need is this this regimen, someone to come down, and they're gonna be daddy, and they're gonna like just dole it out, and they're gonna like we're gonna we're the funny guys, and we're gonna make you all laugh, and everything's gonna work. But that's not everyone. Sometimes you need to like meet in the middle. Sometimes it's like no, we need to just like break down all the walls. It, it's it's a it's a dance. I mean, it's been really interesting just for me and Chris for the last nine or ten episodes now. Now bringing you on, which is pretty exciting to me because I'm like, hey, there's another voice, right? It's a whole another mix, right? <laughs> right. It's it's a it's a different delivery system of in what we consider this same fucking information repeated a hundred billion times, right? But uh, you know. So the podcasting experience is unique in that space because you're asking someone to commit so much time to your ideas for that moment. And hopefully, like for me, it's a big thing is I'm offering you something that I have processed the information. I've lived that life experience. We are so different in that. Like I am, I don't really do much processing about what we're going to even if we have a general topic or guide for yeah. how we're going to direct the conversation i come in and my goal is to shed it all is to drop everything except for what wants to emerge in the conversation i like that what truth wants to come out of me in this conversation you know because i know there was a couple the first couple of podcasts i had notes yeah and yeah then, we were so distracted by our damn notes we almost abandoned that, yeah. them <laughs> just wind yeah. up especially i get in the, in the process of this like you're in an open space talking and going through things and like yeah in the beginning when you're forming this idea of what this podcast should be you're like yeah we should hit this we should hit this we should hit this but then you realize it's like no we should just do it we should just have fun and be in this moment together and see what happens when we make it yeah like what i i almost like to look at it as whether it's isaiah's newsroom what is that the name of your podcast? newsstand 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 um, or an experiment in consciousness, or my favorite podcast is the Aubrey Marcus podcast, or Joe Rogan experiment, or higher side chats, higher side chats, or the last house on the left, yeah. or the podcast in your sister's basement, whatever. Yeah. Um, each of these podcasts, Duncan Trussell, Duncan oh, Trussell, Duncan Trussell is family oh, yeah. hour. He, Duncan Trussell is a wild guy. I like him. There is. Can can you get? Can we get sponsored by other podcasts? This podcast sponsored by the Duncan Trussell Family Hour. Yeah, you just can gotta make that. that. Yeah, Isaiah Newsstand sponsored by Experiment and Consciousness um, yeah, podcast. Dude. Yeah, we can but, sponsor each other. Like I like to, and whether or not this is, I would say this is this is probably at some level the case, and this is a little bit, it's a whole nother side conversation for me for another day. But 
we all have this energy in us. You know, you have a very joyful energy. I can turn on your podcast and I can feel the joy that you have when you're doing good, it. Good. I, and I almost put money on it that people aren't listening to your podcast for their news. They're no, listening they're for that. They're listening for the vibe. You know, yeah, like they don't care about how I feel about Putin. They just want to hear yeah. me talk about Putin and say, that. <laughs> Putin, yeah. Putin. maybe they just want to hear you say the word Putin. Vladimir Putin. <laughs> um, not, yeah, you you were bringing news to people, but in a way that kind of pulls them out of the unplugs them from the program. Yeah, you know, like uh, you're red pilling them from this fight or flight mode program mm, like and that. still giving them the red same pills. Information. Yeah, we got all kinds of pills. You know, some episodes it might be a suppository red pill, but regardless, <laughs> sometimes you gotta get it out. You know, like, yes. This is gonna be shit, but you're you're gonna get the news, and you're not gonna have to be afraid and scared for your life. Yeah. And, the emotions that come with it. Some things are sad. You know, it's okay to be sad, but yeah. we're not going to dwell on the sadness because Isaiah's not inherently a sad individual. Like, so you bring joy yeah. to people in your yeah. podcast, and right. But I've seen your face when you can't draw lands. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so when you hear me going off saying "fuck, fuck, 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 fuck," you know that's what I'm saying. That's a <laughs> Magic the Gathering reference. That's right. That's right. That's inside baseball. That's wizard talk. Um, but so, as an individual, you have this energy about you. As an individual, I have this energy about me. And that energy shifts and changes with my thoughts, with the environment around me, with my emotional state. But when me and Chris come together, our fields of energy, like on a scientifically measurable basis, are now intermingled with each other. Yeah, they're coexisting together. And so now that you're here, we have this this trifecta, this this trinity of energy that's flowing. And so what happens is this energy form has a life of its own. And that that thing, call it your podcast, whatever the podcast name is, yeah. is its own it's its own being. Yeah. Like it doesn't need your help to become what it's going to become. You know, all you have to do is show up and bring your energy to that it. That part. That yeah. part's really important. You just need to clock in and it happens. As long as you put that energy up, that's what it is. Like, people will fuck Trust it. that. You know, trust that what you what you're feeling called and pulled to create wants to be birthed into the world for a purpose that's greater than what you think it might be. Also, Chris hit on this a little bit earlier, but um, something about how you said, like, you can be in this space and say things that you can't always say outside of it. Like, um, I'm at work a lot and um, I'll be in the warehouse with like some old dudes and they just have these very certain kind of opinions. And that's fine. They're allowed to have them. I'm allowed to have mine. But I definitely realize where it's like, I'm going to hold this energy and I'm going to save it for later. And it gives me a place to use it and throw it out. It's not just in my head and I'm not just in my room talking alone. I get to say that to other people and they get to feel it. And that's nice in and of itself. Technically, you are in your room talking alone. True. True. That's a good point. There's just other people who are receiving that energy. Right. But that's the kicker. That was the main catalyst for me buying my first mic stand and my first recording devices. I'm an introvert. I think really well. My ideas are pretty clear. Yeah. In a one-on-one conversation, I can express those ideas and thoughts very clearly, very concisely, and it's always been an enjoyable conversation. Yeah. But do you have the note? Did I have the cojones to do it in a microphone? Yeah. Well, for the first year, no. I realized that I needed other people to do this with, Mm. to create that energy of motion, to create something more than just my own mess of a mental dialogue. Yeah. Because how can my fixed ideas change and grow and develop if I'm not bouncing those off of other people? Right. And you're not going to do that at work. It's hard. It's hard. You got to pick your paddles a lot more so than when you're here and you get to just go off. Right. And, you know, and we're all adults and we all have responsibilities. Some of us have children, some of us don't, but at the same time, 
I have set aside a portion of my week to de- to dedicate it on this experiment of self-expression yeah. with other people. And it's not the fact that we're not doing the whole digital cast. We're in a room together making yeah. eye contact. Another evolution of this cast that we discussed was do we because with COVID and I live an hour and some change away, right. so it's not, I'm not it's not a convenient drive for me. It's it's I I I've had to start viewing this as a practice. Yeah, you know, like you you know said your podcast is your ritual. Yeah, and for me, like I, I knew that this was aligned with my greater purpose, like mm-hmm. this thing that wanted to be birthed. This yeah. podcast that I would say. This podcast exists five years from now. Whatever po- whatever it emerges as is already alive. Yeah. And that that podcast is drawing us to it. Mm-hmm. And the way that you had thoughts of, okay, like, I can't do this by myself. I think that was because the embryo of the podcast was communicating with one of its parents and saying, hey, like, nope, nope, this isn't it. This isn't it. We don't, we don't have, we, you have the technology, you don't have the personality. Mm. And yeah, so we were... For me, this is what I these kind of conversations we would have at the vape shop. Yeah, yeah, and well, th- yeah, this is exactly where the podcast came from. I was looking for some e liquid, and I met Chris, and he said something when I came in the door that caught my attention. Yeah, and he was just having um, his his baby was just born, and he was learning about that experience, and he said something about it, and that part of me that 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 sage, enlightened, mm-hmm. you know, stone, you know psychedelic monk that's in the back of my head it was like if you're not having fun something wrong yeah you're doing something wrong and he looked at me and i looked at him (laughs) and we both were like you motherfucker and that led into the growth of this podcast yeah because he had a message that vibed with what i was saying but he used a different path to that goal than i right Because as much as I'm a, you know, uh, a psychedelic crazy person that has studied a lot of psychology and Buddhism Mm -hmm. and Eastern religions, Chris' path was path of what I consider a Christian Christian mystic. So it's great to see the same things elaborated in a different way. Right. Because now we're like, I'm asking all you people to tune in every couple of weeks and listen to us. And, you know. My way probably won't gel with you, but maybe Chris's does. But that, and that's the thing I like is like someone like me, I kind of like am writing somewhere in the center. So as a listener, I'm hearing this and I'm like, oh, that's so cool. I can take bits from this Chris. I can take bits from this Chris. And I can that relate is, to both things. A, yeah. Like, like, I, like that. the last episode you guys did really hit for me. Like I said, it was just like getting both parts of like someone's married life. And that was really nice as someone who's also been through a marriage. So it's just like, yeah, I get it. These people get it. Like, and it's nice to hear their journey. Can you, uh, I, I never even thought about this from your experience listening to our podcast. Like, how is that as a listener? Like, cause for me, I, I have a very, I love you for listening. I thank you for investing your time to share this conversation with us. Like I said, this conversation isn't a conversation with three people right now. It's a conversation with three plus whoever ends up the listening audience, to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And without people listening, there's no conversation. You know, like you're, then you're just talking to yourself yeah. and mm-hmm. there's no value added. So, oh look, 118 of you have downloaded it, and eight of you follow us. And that's one of them is my mom, awesome. but shout out mom, you still count. I love dude, you. Dude, moms always count, dude. Um, so from your perspective, we don't know. We can't. I can't ask 117 people right now, right. but I can ask one. 
how how was how did you receive the podcast? I usually don't concern myself with that. I'm not interested. If once I get mixed up in how are people hearing us, mm-hmm. then it becomes a, then we're on a stage again. Right. And for me, there's no authenticity when you put on a costume, and I'm trying to that. shed the costume before we right. come the, into this space. Right. You the microphone has yeah. to disappear. Yeah. I I think though it's it's nice because it's one of those things where I'm a person who listens to a good amount of podcasts in a day. That's generally how I spend most of my work day. I'll spend it off. Like, you know, I'm, that's why that's my fun. Like people are like, that's weird. But I'm like, that's why I like I'm that type of person. So it's nice to get into a podcast that I know is long. Some people are like, oh, I want it short. I want a quick bit. But it's like, I feel like people who are really into it, they want to be able to take themselves out of a day. They want them to just be in a moment and enjoy this this time with these people. Like they get really close to them. And I feel like you guys open the door for that. And it's just a conversation between two people and you really get to know both of you guys. And I think that's Mm. really cool. Like, it's just one of those things where you, and like I said, there were moments where I was literally in the middle of work and I just stopped and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I know exactly what he's talking about. (laughs) This is is a conversation that I've wanted to have with someone my whole life. And I've just been having one side and I'm now having it via audio. (laughs) Like, so it's, it's a cool, surreal moment that I like. And I like that you guys are able to create that just from talking. Thank you for that feedback, man. That, for me, that that's really helpful. Yeah. That's that's beautiful. You know, Keep doing what you're doing, babies. It's like we. It's hard to it's hard to measure the value you're adding. It, it, it is. Uh, it's you know, like without just like, am I just talking to a wall here? And it's like when someone tells you, like, no, I listen to you, and it's fun, and it's like that means a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now I had a question. So I'm listening to your podcast over dinner the other day, and my wife just randomly put it on because mm-hmm. she's also a big fan of Isaiah. Thank y'all. And I looked at her. She looked at me and I'm like, how does Isaiah deal with the propaganda that he's filtering through? See, that's the thing. Propaganda to me is kind of fun. And okay. I know that's, maybe that's crazy, but like no. it, back in 2016, like I remember fake news became a big talking point. <laughs> hashtag fake, hashtag news. fake news. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I looked around and I said to myself, yellow journalism is back, baby. And I like that. Like, don't get me wrong. Fake shit is fucked up. It's gross and it's really terrible to like put that into the masses and like do damage. It's bad. But like kind of in the same way you root for a villain or you go to a gossip column it's interesting. It's interesting to see what groups of people will come up with to try to dupe the other, or to try to get their point across to get more money or whatever. So like I kind of rode the way for a while. I didn't get super political for a long time. I'm, I still don't really consider myself hyper political, but um, with the podcast getting into current events, it was just one of those things where I'm like, Oh, I've lived in this space for a while and I kind of like it. So like, let's just talk about stuff. And like, I realize there's definitely moments where I get swept up in it and it's crazy to me mm. when I realize it, when I catch it. Yep. Like I remember, you know, I'm, I'm listening to this Ukraine thing and I, I, all this stuff. And then it's like, I go and I learn a little bit more and I'm like, I never knew that. But because I'm doing this podcast, it pushes me to keep doing stuff like that. And I like having that to energy. expand your perspective, you know, to keep looking for truth, to keep looking yeah. for perspectives. Cause really it's not so much about truth. It's really about, what people think and feel and then like you got to come up with your own opinion and then you got to also understand that opinion really doesn't matter because you're not a part of it like you don't have your hand on any button so like you just gotta have your opinion and keep it right because i i always find it interesting because i like to podcast and talk to a lot of different people Mm -hmm. more people to talk to great because that's more uh, slices of the great pie yeah basically you get more slices of life so me and the wife were listening to your cast and one of the thoughts that came in my head was why i love i'm still a two-year-old kid yeah so why gets everything 
And my question in my mouth was, what is the natural resources of Ukraine? Yeah. Quick Google search. Number three is uranium. Yeah. that's a, It's always some mineral. Like, I remember with the Afghanistan stuff, I was like, wait, there was actual stuff that we got out of that? Like, yeah, we farmed them. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, well, we did war materials. Then there was also minerals. Like, there was plenty to give. We just had to get it. <laughs> right. And it, it's just that that's the greatest thing about, like, I've heard it so so much here lately of people dropping the mainstream media. Like I haven't watched a newscast in years, but at the same time I get ideas of from news, from your podcast, other podcasts, fucking TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is weirdly a, a political arena, <laughs> right? It, it, and yet it's all full of decent information that's offering you. Do you want to dive more into this idea? Yeah. Do you want to grab up your phone and do a Google search on what are the top, you know, how much food does Ukraine produce what you know do they have coal uranium cobalt yeah what is their population level you know what is their history yeah why are we being distracted because every time the big media goes this is the thing to look at the first thing that comes to my mind is what are you distracting me from exactly and that's and it's so annoying that that's such a real thing every time every time like it's like oh biden's approval rating is shitty so i guess we got to talk about war because that was a reason it's so bad in the first place and it's like Okay, or it's like COVID. COVID became such a bumper sticker conversation where it's just like, I remember waking up in 2020, like, I've heard this word and said this word so many times, so many times, and I can't escape it. I can't even get off my phone now. It's on my Google searches. Like, I can't escape it. And you just realize how that's how deep media can be with algorithms and all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's like, a mind virus. It, it really yeah. is. Like, you, you let a bit in and it's all in. Like, you can't pick and choose sometimes, you can't parcel it out. And it's hard, but like to me, it's also kind of fun. I'm like I'm a single guy, I live alone. I just like to kind of go down rabbit holes sometimes. I uh, during COVID, I had obviously more time than normal yeah. at home because I'm apparently non-essential. Um, You're a hero, but not essential yeah. or something, whatever. Yeah, you're well, whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. I stay home. That makes you a hero, but you're <laughs> not essential. So you could be dead tomorrow, and the world would go on, and nothing. And, which might be a benefit of COVID for people to have this existential crisis that we all need to alert us to how minuscule our existence is in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But I had a lot of time to scour Reddit and the internet. Yeah. So I ended up down the um, the conspiracy yeah. rabbit holes and a lot yeah. of the QAnon stuff. Like Conspiracies I was interested. are so different. Do you guys remember when it was just JFK and like yep. other Where cool stuff? Sasquatch. We're, yeah, Space Sasquatch, aliens. occult stuff. Now it's like we are trying to find pedophiles every other day and kill them. Which I mean, I I, I don't like pedophiles, but like I just didn't expect yet, the conspiracies yeah. to be all about pedos. Disclaimer. The experiment in consciousness is not pro pedophile. We are anti anti pedophile, but we are pro conspiracy. We are pro yes. conspiracy. We just now, can't. We can't. We can't shake something it. you've done with news. It sounds like, which for me, I I accredit that season of because I got lost in it. Yeah. Like I was very much, I was on that train. I was ready to get the pitchfork, find a pedophile, and let's hang them up. Let's stick them. Stick them. Stick them right where it counts. Get them. Not quick. Make it slow and painful and let's <laughs> find out the, what celebrities are involved with opening orphanages for funneling all these pedophiles and all, yeah. the whole rabbit hole until um, that coincided with my spiritual practice of really digging into meditation, yeah. um, introducing psychedelics into the spiritual space mm -hmm. instead of the recreational space. And I, what I would like to, I don't know if, I hate the terminology because it's so 
hyped, but like when I woke up yeah. to this part of myself that was beyond the mind, I realized that all news at the end of the day is fake news. Because the story of humanity isn't the story of human beings and a species. It's something greater than this physical material reality. So even the conspiracy stuff, the tragedy of it, like if you were, if I were to tell you verbatim, all these people that you look up to are involved in pedophile human trafficking. And all there is 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 this material world and all of it matters in a way that is personal because you're a human and other humans suffer. Yeah. It, you you kind of get lost in that. Yeah, you know, you, it becomes it, your focus because it, it's such a radical thing and you don't want this evil to go on. No, yeah, yeah. You're, it's very emotionally charged. Mm-hmm. But when you look at it almost like when you're watching an episode in a TV show, yeah, if you can look at humanity, and tragedy is still tragedy. Heartbreak is still heartbreak. And there are things that, I mean, let's not even talk about sex trafficking. Let's talk about child, child labor in the world. Yeah. That is that is it's just it's destroying to think about. Like yeah. I, I had a buddy talk to me about how he worked for a while at this company that they had these machines that would press metal into yeah. certain shapes, and the company told him that they had an emergency stop. That in China, they didn't have that emergency stop, and they had kids working on this machine, yeah. and it's a metal press. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine what happens when a kid gets in there and he can't get out in time to remove the thing he had to remove or whatever. And they just kind of laughed about it. Like the guy quit that company because he didn't want to contribute to that. Yeah. But that is heartbreaking. You know, like that's a tragedy. But at the same time, learning to see it as an episode in a TV show that you get lost in, you know, all of your experience, like how can we separate ourselves from it in a way that we allow ourselves to feel that without getting lost in that, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of like with fake news. It sounds like the moment where you realize that you're lost in it, you're like, whoa, it's almost coming out of a haze, you know, yeah. coming out of a fog. Yeah. And it's and that's on the macro. You can take that down to a micro in your own personal struggles. The own th- the little things in your life that you feel like are overwhelming you, whether it's how am I going to pay bills this week, which is really real for mo- a lot of people yeah. right now. It's real for us, you yeah. know, like how am I going to function? How am I going to like how am I going to talk to this person about that? Like overdoses are rampant. How am I how am I going to deal with the loss of a child or the right. loss of a friend? Like well, you have to you know, being able to find that separation to say, oh, no, even that, even if it feels real and personal to you, it's no different than the fog of getting lost and attached to conspiracy and fake news. Yeah. You know, like and for me, that was the biggest gift of covid was not even the spiritual like awakening experience. It was the experience of realizing that getting lost in the the bigger picture stuff and being able to come out of it and saying, oh, why this? This isn't that important to me. You know, like, yes, I, there's nothing I can do about it right now in the moment. I can believe that we can be better. Yeah. We can do better. I can do better and be better in the space that I have. But I got to let go of the outcome. I got to let go of the need to fix. Yeah. It's really just about being on the journey. Like, and, it's not about the end results that you're getting at the end or like the the milestones are, I think, important. I think I kind of make that. But it, it's about... Hey, I'm doing this thing and I'm here and I'm going after it. And it doesn't matter whether or not it works out or not. In like all areas of life, we can apply that logic. Yeah. You know, that almost a philosophical way of seeing your own life is you got to realize what's important 
and let go of the, the thing and the outcome being important and yeah. embrace the journey, you know, embrace the experience and see it like you're sitting and watching a TV show and you, you're not after it's over, it's over. Yeah. You get lost in it and you get excited when I don't, I'm not, I don't know what TV shows are popular now because we, yeah, I'm in and out. Uh, I'm trying to think what Squid Game was fun. That was, that was a big one. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that had a lot of hype. Uh, there was a new season of uh, Sword Art Online on Netflix. That oh, was pretty good. Talking about Sword Art. Okay, okay, there you go. So, like, you might get you might forget you're watching a TV show for a little bit, but once you hear "badoom," yeah, you're like, oh, you once, come out of the trance. Once that commercial hit, like, oh, yeah, that's so right. Like, you how tell me something? Like, what can we do to "badoom" ourselves in yeah. our real life? You know, and things that feel so deep and so serious. Like, how can we? You know, that for me, like, that's the. That's for me. That's the value I hope to add, even in podcasting. Is like I'm trying to figure that out myself, and trying to share with others how to do that. And with news, like it seems like you've gotten that down to a T. Where like every now and then you get caught in the fog. Yeah, I get in the weeds sometimes. I actually, I, this kind of brings me to a question: Do you guys ever um, gamify things? Like you make it into like a game? Because that's been something that's been like a really big thing for me. Like especially, I think I started noticing in 2019, and I started doing the social media. So it's like. Facebook didn't become something where it's like, oh, this is about my friends and da 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 da. It became a game. And I was like, how do I make this more fun? Oh, I'll make it about getting a bunch of followers and then finding a bunch of fun content and then getting a lot of reactions off of fun content. And that's how I got into shit posting or whatever. And that like really dominated a lot of my time. Like to the point where like people would come up to me like, hey, you're the guy who showed that meme. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But it just was fun to gamify it. And I think I wind up doing that a lot. And even into my podcast, like I gamify the news where I'm like, okay, I know I got to talk about this, 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 and this. It's important. But like, I also know I can't keep talking about this because people will get bored. It's like I'm playing like roller coaster tycoon with people. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll shelf this for a couple of weeks and maybe talk about it later or da 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 da. And I'm like, oh, I think this is what other real newscasters and stuff do because they're like trying to curate people. I'm like, but wait, those are people. And that's life stuff. Like, these are supposed to be like real big things. Like that's kind of like manipulating. And it's like, well, that's how media works. And it's yeah, like, right. You know, so it, it's, it's weird. And I feel like, am I doing the thing that people are doing or is it still just for fun? It's just me being me. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we've done any gaming per se. Um, yeah. I feel like you guys shoot from the hip. Like you guys are just like, this is me. This is me. And you guys just bring, here we are. Yeah. Whereas me, I'm like, how do I make this fun? So that's a, <laughs> One of the things that I haven't really thought a lot about, because I don't know if this would benefit us or harm us, you know, when it comes to authenticity, is building a brand. Yeah, branding's you know, a thing. That's that's what we're doing, is we're building a brand. And I was a part of a business mm. that led me to meeting Chris and being here, doing what's aligned with my purpose. And yeah. I feel like my wife and this podcast are the two best things that ever came out of that, being a part of that company. Um. But one of the things we didn't have a perspective on building a business was this idea of branding. Like yeah. you essentially are forming an entity, a personality, and it's like you're like playing The Sims. Yes. Except yes. this podcast is the character you're playing, and you got to figure out how you're going to develop it, what yeah. what you want it to be perceived as. What? But for me, like that's the weeds. You know, yeah. like for me, I'm like this. This thing will become what it is meant to be, and all we have to do is be receptive to the energy it's putting out. Because yeah. where I think you can go on the far end of the extreme where there's always a winner in a game. Yeah. You know, most games you play, it's not, no, there's, it's not as fun if somebody loses. Right. And when it comes to the paradigm I am trying to embrace in how I think about and see the world, 
we can all win. Yeah. So to gamify the podcast would imply that we have to win, which means that there has to be a loser. loser. Yeah. Rather than saying there's room for every podcast that's adding value to get value back mm-hmm. because it's, that's what it's doing. So right. like, rather than how do we win? You know, how do we get more followers? How do we get more listeners? It's how do we add more value? Yeah. Because the byproduct of value is growth. You know, healthy things grow. So how do we stay healthy in a way that's not about stepping on the little man, which is conditioned in our thinking? We see the world in a way that there's not enough for all of us. Yeah. It's crabs in a bucket. And I definitely wind up feeling that I play that game a lot where I'm like, I got to get over you. (laughs) Like, and and it's bad, but it's like, I I guess it's one of those things where I try to make a flaw superpower. I don't know. You're like, I'm being a DJ, but I'm going to lean in. (laughs) We're like, yeah, if you, if, if you saw your podcast, the game you were playing was how do I bring more joy into people's lives while simultaneously introducing them to topics that are going on in the world. Right. In a, in a healthier way that healthier for the, if all you did was watch the news, you would also have to be in your psychiatrist's office twice a week. Right. You know, how do you, what you're doing is you're bringing people the same content without the necessary psychiatric help that comes when they get it from traditional media. Yeah. So if, you know, how do you measure your success? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the game comes in. If yeah. You measure that's your, what you're just that's a, I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that because I have a problem with that where I, I go off of different metrics and like one metric hurts me because I'm like, well, I'm not making the numbers I want, but then other metrics are like, it doesn't matter. I'm having fun and I'm happy to see that number is not just me. You know what I mean? That means someone else is here. It's the world then. That's awesome. I'm so, happy. Um, something, it seems like you've got a really good, like you got your finger on the pulse of your metrics really well. I know? try. Um, I try a know. little bit. Like it's, it's one of those things where it's like some people say, look, some people say, don't look like, and, yeah, it's and I'm mix. torn. Yeah. Can you see any correlation? I'm sure there are some podcasts you've done where it felt forced a little bit more than others because yeah. you're like, man, I got to be consistent. I got to, you know, this is something I got to do, and it felt very gamey. You're like, yeah. all right, I'm playing the game. I gotta, I gotta put, get the controller out, and I mm-hmm. gotta, I gotta get through this level, and then next week maybe I'll pick up the controller because that's what I, feel, and it'll be more natural. Yeah. Do you notice a correlation in your metrics from when yes. you have a, what is that correlation? Um, it's definitely like if I get something that I know is more sensational. It will generally, even just on a title alone, will generally get more views for me. And that's one of those things where it's like, do you want that? Like, is that important to you? Or is it more about the content of the week? And I have to sometimes like make that decision, make that compromise. Like with Joe Rogan being a thing, sometimes I do want to talk about Joe Rogan because it's something that's like interesting to me. Other times it's just on the news and I know I should talk about it. Um, a good example too is uh, Britney Spears. Um, I like talking about Britney Spears. Shout out Britney. Yeah, dude. Free Britney. Free. Freed Britney. Um, so it's like that was really fun to talk about, but there's other times where it's not so fun to talk about because we already talked about it, but it's still going on and on and on and on. So it's just, it kind of depend. Like, do you want to go back and bite the apple because you know it, it's going to be a good view? Or do you just want to talk about the thing that might not be as popular? That, that might be a cool thing for us to do. And maybe a podcasters in general. I don't know if maybe somebody ends up listening to this that has done it and can shoot us some feedback. But before or maybe after a podcast, like have a couple metrics that you measure that aren't numeric. Like, mm. okay, what what was my energy when yeah. I came into it? Like, like emotionally, what, what state of mind was I in? Um, what was the motivation behind the conversation I was having? Was it? I'm really excited about this topic or I feel like this will help or this will add value. Right. And then, and then afterward, see how that correlates with the response from mm-hmm. listeners, you know, just to kind of get an idea of like, cause if you had numbers in front of you that said, if I just go and I freely talk to the microphone about what's on my heart and what seems important to me and what's really bubbling, 
my viewership's higher, you know, my yeah. listenership's higher, then there would there would not that tug of war wouldn't exist anymore because right. you would have a metric that shows, hey, your authenticity is what sells. You know, this stuff might get you uh, more viewers here and there, but your consistent growth comes from this. And also, you you made a good point about the metrics. Is um, I heard this on another podcast where it's like they were talking about the Red Notice and Netflix, where Netflix is like, look how many minutes people watch Red Notice, and it's like, okay, that's cool, but like, how many people watched it all the way, like. Or how many people watch that as like background noise? Are they do they actually yeah. like Red Notice, or do they just like the characters moving around? Like those are different things. Yeah, very like, different. And as an artist or creator or whatever you want to say, you really want the latter. You really want people to watch your stuff and like it. You don't just want them to have it on and it's like click on and off. Mm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like you said, those different metrics mean different things, and it's what you're really chasing if you're going to gamify it like I do. That really make that difference for you, like you know. The way that you talked about our podcast, which was really encouraging to hear, is something that I think may be a perspective of what we're doing is we're building a relationship with our yeah. listeners. You know, like, like how do we, what do you do to take care of a healthy relationship? Yeah. You know, and, f- and asking, like, those kind of questions in a way that you would kind of adopt them for whatever your Because I'd say is. the way you guys get into the mud, every episode, I feel like someone gets to know more about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I, that sometimes happens... In mine, but like it's because it's a shorter spurts now, I feel like it's less than it's more about just my initial content, unless I go into a tangent about my life. Like, I was my, digging for that when I was listening to your podcast, I was digging to get to know Isaiah. I'm right. not, you know, and that's what I was looking for. I was looking for different episodes, definitely more like, so in like the older episodes where I have my partner and we're like kind of going deep, and like it, and that's why there's a difference. Like, I feel like some people are like, oh, well, small, short episodes are cool and fun, and people will go through them and you'll get better metrics. Maybe true, but I think the reason that like the Joe Rogan experience goes well is because he's talking and you get to know him more and more and more the longer he talks. And then also his guest, the chemistry is really important and you just get caught up in that magic. And that's what really keeps people listening for hours. You know what I mean? I think that's the same thing that comes out of your guys's project where it's like I get to learn and listen and grow with these people. And that feels good. Like that's what I'm coming here for. It's almost like digital community. Yeah. 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 You definitely are building a community with the project you're doing. And that's something to be mindful of too, where it's like, okay, well, what do you do with the branding? Like for me, I do have a bunch of stuff set up. I have my Patreon set up. I have, um, you know, all my social medias where it's like, this is my page. You want to come and gab and talk, whatever. That is the spot. I have a discord. Like all those things are available so that hopefully it gets filled with a community of people. So, and you're, your images you use for your episodes are very professional and that's adds an element that to... was something where like I've, I've seen other people's stuff and i'm like i could just use my default image and i'm working on getting some art and stuff together too but um essentially that little bit is something i picked up from another history podcast and i'm like i love that they do that like i always <laughs> want to see the picture i've also seen other people where they have an artist draw every individual episode they do. And I'm like, that has to be a lot of money. Unless like, they're their artist. Uh, well, I don't, I think this yeah. guy is not an artist. I think he actually pays someone, but he pays someone to do the art and also sound. And I'm like, those are like big moves. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, but it, it, it enriches the podcast. It does make a difference. And for know? me, those are the little things that I've talked about, which I'm, I dabble in Photoshop a little bit, but yeah. like even the branding, you know, like having something that ha- looks clean and professional and it, it doesn't have to be professional. It's just got to have the appearance. Of yeah. And every little bit helps. I think, it, you know, whatever you want to add, it's, it's, it's a nice thing that people will wind up appreciating. All right. Before we sit down, you asked me a very important question when it comes to podcasting. 
do I need to self-censor? Yeah. Now, censorship's been a huge thing, a topic that yeah. we've all been dealing with for the last, since COVID, really. Yeah. Like, it's obvious. It's, a, you know, there's a big sign on, this, sign on the wall that says, if you don't censor yourself, you're a bad person. You're right? canceled. Right. And this podcast, there is no censorship. If you can't handle it, there's the door. There's also no fact checkers. No. That's, no. No Snopes. No. So, you know, if you don't like it, great. Let us know why. Let's yeah. talk about it. Hell, I'll figure out the technology and come on the damn cast and tell me why I'm wrong about something. Right. And that's great because I'm not right about everything. Now, but you had that feeling that you needed to ask me that before we sat down. Yeah. Is there a propelling is why? Why did you ask me that? Honestly, it was just because of Podbean. That was the big reason why. I feel like the scene on Podbean is a little bit more Christian centered. Okay. Which is fine. Like, I think that's okay. But it was just one of those things where I was like, I noticed I would get notifications about like other podcasts. I'm like, oh, these are really religious. And I'm like, am I going like, to come here and like just lay a turd? And then like, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I didn't notice that. Like, that's okay, right. you're excommunicated, guys. Like, no more Chris and Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important to me because I don't like censorship is a, is a great way to control large populations. Oh, definitely. And we feel compelled in our daily day world. Like I censor myself at work constantly. Mm -hmm. Like the people that I work with don't know I have a podcast because I don't want them flipping through and taking something. What I said here out of context there. Yeah. Because that, that it not only complicates my ability to earn money. It also steals my Zen for lack of a better word, because when I come to the podcast, when I come to the microphone, I'm doing something that I don't naturally do. Yeah. Mm. And it's a vulnerable place for me. Mm-hmm. And it's not that, oh, I'm worried about criticism, kickback, or like someone not agreeing with me. Like, if you don't agree with me, great. You just opened up a conversation. Let's right. talk about it. But at that same time, you know, I want my work just to be me making money and me building relationships with, you know, the people I work with, and the clients that we service. I don't want my medical, physical thought process does not have anything to do with replacing light bulbs in your, in your apartment. Mm-hmm. And I want it to remain that way right? for my own safety and security. But if it, it w- but the censorship thing would be very, very true. If I came onto your cast and go, Hey, is there anything, any subjects you want me to avoid or is the full can open? Right. And that's the thing too, where I, people will ask me that and I go, Hey, you can go off. I don't care. But I know me personally, there are things where it's like, I will generally put myself out there. I will put my opinion out there. But I also know, too, that there's a risk to it, too. And you don't want to, like, put out an opinion in a way along with a news article or something that can mislead people or just, like, throw off the conversation that you really want to cultivate. So I, I sometimes will thread that needle a little bit where it's like, here, here's a little bit of my opinion. I will give you a sample of it. And, like, if you want to go into the, the, the weeds with me, you can, but you're going to have to do that off the podcast. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to make this point as clear as I can the way I want to make it, and then I'm going to move on from it. It's not an Isaiah's opinion podcast. Yeah. It's an Isaiah's news it's, and, and that's the thing I always like. And that's part of the gamifying again where it's like, hey, I, I want to talk to you guys. I want to gab to you guys. And I want this to almost be like a journal, but I also want to task myself to tell you news. So it's like I want to do both at the same time in a way. So there's a little bit of my own self-censorship, but when I have a guest on, I say, say whatever you want. I'm not going to stop you from saying it. If you want to go off, we'll just wind up talking about it or or not. Like, you might see it in my face, and it's like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> but, like, it's fine to be on there. I won't cut you out. 
Um, so it's just it's a different thing, and it's it's just, it's different for everybody, and depends on what your project is, I guess, too. So um, I'm personally anti censorship. I think it's always a cringy thing when like it's imposed on you. Um, but I mean, personal censorship is fine. I mean, I think that's discipline. You know. So. Ooh, really? Could, could could maybe minding your manners in public in a public <laughs> space be good for society as a whole? Right, and that's the thing too. It's it's funny. I remember I was working back in Ramon retail days, and I was really religious still at that time. And like one of my managers, she was like, "It's cool that you're so religious. I think it's great." And I just I think my big thing about religion and your religion in particular, being Christian, is like. I sometimes see people in your religion not practice it without God. Like God has to be there. And if God wasn't there, they would just be assholes. And it's like, oh, you know, you're hitting something there. Like I'm Guilty. Leaning, right. I'm leaning a lot of my shtick on whether or not I get to heaven or not. It's why I'm doing a lot of my stuff or why mm-hmm. I'm not doing a lot of my stuff. And then I took myself out of that years later and I'm like, oh, I'm a degenerate piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to do a lot of things, but like the discipline is still partially there. It helped bring a lot of stuff up and out of me. And I lean on it a lot, but like take God out of it. And I'm kind of just swinging around a little bit. So I I was talking to my wife about this, actually, how there is because of our new venture into like OnlyFans and things like that, how growing up in Christianity there it, it ignores a part of human nature like the duality of light and dark like mm-hmm. you don't know what good is if you don't have a perspective of what bad is yeah and so you don't know what dark is unless you know what light is and this idea that we're a whole being means that we have both in us yeah and being in a christian container for so long i feel like there were a parts of myself that i i don't know you know like in, in figuring out healthy ways to channel that dark that darkness if you want to call it that yeah. like and or that and i think that's where you get tragedy is when people don't have a healthy outlet to say hey there's this part of me that the world might say is bad but it's authentically me yeah you know like only fans for instance you know that's a big thing for us and that's where it really came into my psyche to the idea of oh wow like this is something that a lot of people might say is bad but this is a natural part of my inclination in this human experience yeah. and like this is a healthy way to channel it rather than suppress it and suppress it and suppress it. And then you get sex scandals in churches and things like that. You know, yeah, that like, was, that was a big thing I actually covered recently. They were talking about Pope Benedict. He was just like, okaying like these pedophiles and stuff. And I'm like, this is a Catholic religion. And it's like, these are supposed to be the good guys who are taking care of people, but because of piety and, and then literally hearing the guys like, uh, you know, like, Hey, I'm sorry, but I didn't do anything wrong. And it's just like, piety will allow you to get away with whatever you want and then that becomes then such a problem because you're supposed to be doing the right thing you're supposed to be sticking to this word and then like you see the people not do it and then it becomes so confusing you know? yeah that's a byproduct of not fully embracing the wholeness of what we are yeah you know and like the result in result like i want to get to heaven so i got to be good yeah because i'm not inherently that like, right I got to sweep that under the rug. I got to bury it. I got to make sure it never existed. And it's like until it comes out like a volcano in mm-hmm. really unhealthy and tragic ways. Yeah. There's a lot of damage. It's a sad story because we, we, we look at the, all these things, you know, the Jeff, not Bezos. Uh, Bezos. <laughs> well, he might've been on uh, Epstein's list, but you know, you talk about, you know, the Epstein problem. Fired. No. Jeff Jeff knows. He knows. Jeff. We're friends, Jeff. I love you, Jeff. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that that man lives on a completely different social plane. I'm waiting for him to buy a mech suit. That's my 
my thing before you get into point. I just want him to buy a mech but suit. But Elon has to build it yeah. first. I think they're gonna fight each other. Then they're gonna have dual mechs, and then they're gonna fight for the supremacy of the world. That's I would, favorite. I would go to that fight. Yeah, I'd watch. It'd be not a bad episode of Gundam Wing. Yeah, I'd pay for that Prime episode. Well, celebrity, <laughs> you remember Celebrity Deathmatch? <laughs> and then yeah. like with the robots, it's just, it's just the same thing, just a, a fully evolved. Yeah, but where would they? Okay, let's go down Sorry. this road. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> where, where, okay, where are they fighting? In the desert? Ooh. You need a lot of space to okay, run a maybe Gundam. maybe we're doing multiple matches in different places. So they do like a desert battle. So Street Fighter Gundam. Gundam. We're doing Gundam battles. There's got to be a there's got to be a phase that happens on Mars. I think they're they're both so space focused. Like, yeah. There's got to be some kind but of But physically head to head Bezos is stacked. He's a strong looking man. Well, He's like on HGH or something. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. I, I I would imagine that those both of those dudes are so pharmaceutically tanked up. Well, Musk has a dad bod. I've seen it. I, it's 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 gotten there. He's definitely got divorced dad energy right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's two different ties between Bezos and Elon. My money's on Bezos. Well, well, there you go. But I'm sorry, I derailed you. You were you were going to get into something. Uh, I, I think we're pretty My derailed fault. now that we have <laughs> two billionaire douches fucking battling out in mech suits. I yeah. would love to see that. I mean, that's just like a that's a big play. We don't know that they're here. douches. I mean, Elon Musk seems like he'd be chill. From the, pot, the interviews I, I've listened I to? I personally think that Elon Musk is the villain. Uh, th- that's just from what I've read on some of his stuff. Like, I think he well, has he's some the good vil- ideas, he's, like he, noble ideas. So, he's the villain with a good heart. If the, I think he's a capitalist. I think he's a good capitalist. I don't say that much. Well, I think both of them are good capitalists. Actually. Yeah, they're both great capitalists. Yeah, they're <laughs> amazing. Well, I mean, that brings into another thing. So um, I have a Facebook account, like just like everybody else does at this point. Now, the only reason why I open Facebook nearly every day is to watch Isaiah's feet. My shit post. Thank you. He's the reason why I look at Facebook still, with the exception of, you know, my wife's side business and everything. Yeah. But he had a meme up about capitalism. I feel I, I tend, to, tend to talk about capitalism. <laughs> and I figured that might be kind of fun because we're talking about the podcast space and we all hope that our podcast will actually generate some income right. and, you know, be contributing back to us instead of us just pushing energy out into the We ether. want your money. Yeah. I'm well, chilling, baby. Yeah. Money would be money would be great because money is a great energy source for options and time. Yeah. Because that's the one thing that you learn as I'm transitioning out of my thirties into my early forties. Fuck money, I want time. Yeah. Time is a better resource. Because that's the one thing I can't get back. I can always leave the house and go make more fucking money. Hell, yeah. I could show pictures of my bum's hole on the internet and make money. Yeah, you can lose it and make it back. Bet you won't. No, I won't. You don't want to see that. But actually, we'll we'll get into that though. I, I actually have dabbled in OnlyFans myself. But we'll get into that. Ooh. I was just going to save that okay. little heat rock for later. We'll do a tangent. Yeah. We'll do a tangent yeah, yeah, yeah. later. Scratch, scratch. I say, uh... <laughs> hey, a dollar's a dollar, man. <laughs> scratch and but, sniff is the future of OnlyFans. Dude, yeah. oh god! Click and sniff. That's no, the VR no. I want. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, Sorry, dude. Chris. You were weird. Just <laughs> <laughs> off, off air. I need to get better at listening. Let's <laughs> let's do click and sniff only fans. But 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 one of the kickers is you're sitting there and you're like, okay, I'm going to spend all this time and energy in this podcast, and I would like to get some kind of return on yeah. it. And I know you have some opinions on capitalism as a whole, mm-hmm. as as a economic mechanism. Yes, that's what exactly what it is. Yeah. 
how have you presented your podcast against your ideas of capitalism? See, and that's the thing. It's, it's, it's definitely been a lot of growing and learning. Like we had talked a little bit off the pod as a, like in my early twenties, I really thought like, okay, communism, let's go, let's do that. That sounds like the best way. And to me, if you still ask me as a person on paper, it is like, that's what I would probably subscribe for in terms of like what could quote unquote make a utopian society. But if it works how it's supposed to, if it works how it's supposed to, but it, it never does. It just never does because people don't want to participate in those kind of things. It's just like religion where people it's like, involved. Yeah, once you get the human aspect involved, greed becomes a thing. You can't not get around that. And like the thing about capitalism that always works is that greed gets rewarded. So like mm. when I say like, oh, Elon Musk, bad man, Jeff, Jeff Bezos, bad man, like, yeah, like Henry Ford, bad man, like all these people suck ass, but I get it. Like at the end of the day, if you're holding their reins, you are going to have the urge to do the same things. You want to preserve your money and you want to make money and you can even tell yourself, I'm going to do good things with this money. And you will like Bill Gates has done great things with his money. He's also a piece of shit, too. He's done bad things. But that's just life. That's just living like you're going to do human things and money's going to get made. Right. And well, my my thing on that one is, is like I would love to be able just to podcast full time. Oh, yeah. The, honestly, that's the dream, right? Like, that would be great because I'm like, well, well, how much money does that take? Yeah. What are your resources like? You know, what is your life experience like? Are you offering something so good to the open free market in a way that and you're giving them options like through Patreon mm-hmm. or OnlyFans mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, PayPal pay thing? Because most of my favorite podcasts do have a two hour model. Yeah. With an hour behind a paywall. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to pay my seven, eight bucks a month to listen to that. Right. Because I think that's good enough content back on me. Mm-hmm. It's engaging. It's interesting. It fuels my day. Even though that most of the time I have an earbud in and I'm at work and I'm, it's listening in the background. Yeah. But if your intention like mine is, is I want you to stop and listen to what we got to say. Right. Now, do I expect you to throw an earbud in and, you know, box Amazon boxes while you're listening to a podcast? Yes. But is it enough good content to go back and listen to it again? Right. When you, you can book, actually bookmark parts in our podcast to go back and like really let it sink in. Right. And also, I think for me, another metric is too, where it's like, is this good enough that you want to talk to people about? Like, do mm. do grassroots? Do, do you care about Isaiah's opinion enough to tell that to your friends? Like, you know what I mean? That's a big thing to me. To me, as an ego guy, like that's a big drive. Like that means something. That's worth more than money in some parts of my brain. You know, so it's 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 a weird kind of payout system that is involved here that you want to generate and it's like well how much do i care about that or that right because you're pushing all this energy and all this enthusiasm through this microphone and you've thought about this stuff and you know you're like well how does this work out because i'm a big component of talking is thinking yeah jordan peterson says it all the damn time because that's how i think about things through like that's my leadership style at work too it's Okay, we got this project we're going to do, and I got my team, and we're going to talk about it for 20 minutes before we pick up a freaking hammer. Yeah. Because this is how we're going to flush it out. Like, you know, because d- typically I got an 80-year-old man over here, a 12-year-old over here, and a, gra- and a grandma that wants two light fixtures moved. Yeah. Well, I want to have a discussion about how that's going to work. Efficiently, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not just going to go in and go like, well, let's just go do it. That's too loose on the left end for me. But following the rigid SOP operating procedure of how you do this, you know, this old house edition. Yeah. Is way too stringent. 
because it doesn't allow for freedom. And nothing grows in that kind of situation. Just the job gets done. Right. Yeah. Which is great, no which, which is the money, you know, transfers from, you know, that's great. And I could, you know, pay my gas bill. Mm. But at the same time, I'm trying to realize that that lady that I'm doing this job for, that relationship matters. Yeah. Probably more so than the money. And if I cater to that relationship, am I open, am I honest, am I sincere? Do I get enough money on the comeback? Yeah. Like, is that still worth it? My time? Is it worth the effort? Can I feed my family off of this? Right. Mm-hmm. And that leads me to the next question about podcasting is how worth it is a podcast right now in a oversaturated market where it's mm. when you're not Joe Rogan? Yeah, it's hard. It's, and it's one of those things, too, where I use Joe Rogan as, like, a positive-negative catalyst where it's, like, it's hard to get where Joe Rogan got. Like, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of work. He's it's OG. A, it's a ton of networking. Like, yeah. You know, he didn't he didn't just do it. Like, it was a lot of things that he just built off of almost offhand things. You ever watch his original Rogan. podcast? It was him in front of a webcam with Duncan Trussell. Right. And like, just a lot, a lot of... It wasn't what it is now. Someone no. was... Uh, I was watching uh, Twitch and someone was, like, doing, like, content reacts or whatever. And they were watching his TV show he did, like, for a short bit where he, like, had his podcast. <laughs> the man show? It was something or, like that, okay. but he did, like, a lot of, like, Duncan Trussell was there, too, and they were talking, doing stuff. And I'm like... Man, this is like really like origin type stuff. He was just starting to rev up more and more and more and more and more. And it's hard to get to that place. But at the same time, it's good to see mm-hmm. that this guy got $200 million just to talk. One of the things that we can take from Joe Rogan as well is we see Joe Rogan's podcast as the epitome of what a, what anybody would want out of podcasting. Yeah. But when Joe Rogan started, he didn't have that benchmark. No, he wasn't striving for that end result. Like where, because there's a Joe Rogan in the world now, we have this point of comparison that says mm-hmm. how well are we doing? Yeah. Which, if we want to do as well as Joe Rogan, you know, kind of taking that and removing it, pretend there's no Joe Rogan, right? Because what you're doing is creating something that adds value, and then. I believe one of the cool things monetarily about podcasting is it's it represents the future of human exchange when it comes to money and value. Yeah. Where I see us moving, whether in our lifetime or another, to a place where what I give you in substance is going to equate the value I feel you've given me in service. Yeah. But but when do time. we but when do we get over this falsity that we grew up in the nineties that everything on the internet is free? Right. I think it, it, to me, I it was when I started realizing that podcasts are artists. Like it's content creation, and the content is should be funneled through the same ways, and that's why it is right now. Like that's why, in capital layman terms, this is how you make money as a podcaster. You get on Spotify, you get on an, another platform, and then you get on, and then that gets you money because you have the same kind of like platform as a singer does. Right. I th- I I feel like the. If you're creating something of value, yeah, something that somebody's going to listen to, and they're going to feel like, wow, like that real, I got something from mm-hmm. that. I took something like the same concept of like the way that a church should be. Yeah, you know the idea of a church saying, hey, like offering is optional, and not a lot of churches. It's we're going to pass it, and there's some guilt if you don't put money in it. But right. Let's take all that bullshit structure out of it and say, here, there's a place in this building that. If you feel like you've gotten value and you want to support what they're doing, whatever you feel drawn to add to that support network, you can 
contribute. Right. Yeah. Because what you're doing is you're investing into what is being shaped here and yeah. your experience you're getting. So what see almost like building a relationship with our listeners. Yeah. Our listeners are also our investors. And we say, hey, if you are gaining value and you want to see us grow, we're not going to tell you what we're worth. We're going to trust that the value we're adding is going to equate the value that you give back. And that what that does is it says, I trust you to support me rather than I'm going to tell you what I'm worth in order to continue doing. And, you know, what is your motivation? Yeah. If your motivation is only money, then you're going to stay money motivated and you're going to slowly lose authenticity. Yeah. Where if your motivation is adding value and then you put some kind of framework to say, hey, like we need support. We need... it. Take, Chris has already invested more than I even know in making sure we have the equipment to, to do this in a way that it, it sounds professional. Right. You know, this the first time we podcast and I listened to it, I was like, wow, like this sounds like we've been doing this for a minute. Right. And a lot of that sound quality and equipment and um, there's a lot of a lot of time and energy and money that has been invested and in going into not to mention the n- amount of hours he's researched. Yeah. How to make this happen. Well, oh, there's podcasts on, on how to make a podcast. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I but, mean, there's literally someone on the Internet that's talking literally about anything you want to learn about right yeah. now. And to kind of counter what you said a little bit, I have seen people do the opposite where they go, oh, I can actually tell you if you listen to every single one of my episodes in a month, it's worth this much. And this is how I came up with this price of five dollars. And it's like, OK, I respect transparency. That. You know, it's just like, hey, and, and, and building on like what you said, where it's like, look, this podcast wasn't free for me. Like the research, the time, yeah. the equipment, none of it was free. Like you mm. putting back into it because you got something out of it. You do listen every time. Like, hey. You're building this brand with me. Now. No, yeah, that's a that's probably some stuff I need to work on internally. Myself. I think both it's, work. It's, I think it's not. No, the, yeah, I have this idea that everything should be. I'm not a socialist. I'm not. I don't. I wouldn't even know what I am politically. But this idea that I don't like asking for help is hard for me. Yeah, you know, and it, a lot of it's conditioning. It's this idea that I'm a man. I'm supposed to be able to support myself yeah, and support get it on my your family. Own. Yeah. And watching my family, growing up with a single mom that, like, we struggled financially, but she was, she did, she sometimes, I she was at work more than she was at home, you yeah. know? We didn't see our mom a lot often because she worked so hard to make sure we had a roof over our head. Mm. Yeah, you had the Gen X childhood. Yeah, so this idea no. that I should be able to do it all on my own is a delusion. Like, it's a myth that I've accepted and adopted as truth yeah. that I apply to even podcasting. The idea that somehow, like, if you get value out of this, you're going to give value back. I trust that that will happen. Yeah. But I also am still learning to see that there is some value in myself. Like yeah. these conversations, I listen to them. I enjoy listening to them. I've gotten goosebumps at point of our own podcast, Yeah, which tells me we're doing something right. And but, I think that's a key thing. I think if I didn't get the value of like, and I'm, I'm being a little bit dramatic here, but like every time I do finish an episode, there's a moment where I kind of lean back and I'm like, that was kind of tantamount to sex for me. Like it was important <laughs> to me to do this and it feels good. It feels good that I completed this. And like, yeah, yeah, that, that, that right there. The, like, there is a moment like that because so from the listener experience, you can't hear if I've done my editing job properly, you don't edit, you don't hear the breaks. Yeah. So we'll take a break. So at some point in time in the podcast, because bladders, yeah, got a little tinkle. Now, Big tinkle. <laughs> now, now the now the kicker is going to be, is I have left more podcasts 
thinking the second hour was so much better than hour one. Yeah. Before I'm in the editing process, before I take the SD card out to the computer and do that stage, mm. because I typically will do that on another day mm. because I'm not wanting to <clears throat> mix the feelings together for my, for myself because I've, I walked away from the last cast going, damn, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. And that was enough for me. Like me and Chris were engaged. He was saying some off the wall shit <laughs> and it would lead to the, the whole next two weeks of fun and entertainment and see what kind of feedback the audience is going to give. And, and for me personally, in my own little circle, what did my wife think about? I was curious last, about that. She's, she's blown away. She's got questions. I, I, yeah, she's I got thought questions. She might. When and you I'm, said there was a lot of change, I was like, oh no, she's not going to let us podcast anymore. Oh no. no, I, no. I, I, I didn't anticipate that. And you that, said but. your, your old lady doesn't listen, right? Um, no, she, uh, well, I put on one podcast. Yeah. Um, and she fell asleep because I was driving the car. Yeah. And at, at first, it, it rubbed me. It, I was a little offended. I guess yeah. it's personal. But it's then like I realized like, like, when you're listening, like you're playing your songs and it's like, man. And I realized like she doesn't listen to any podcast. Right. You know, it's not personal. Like, yeah, that's not how she if digests information. It's not their information. Scene, it's not what they do. Um, but no, like she doesn't go out of her way to intentionally listen to the podcast. But she is my biggest supporter. Like no. we today we had the day planned to spend all the day together. Like. We put off a lot of the responsibilities that we need to take care of for the house and mm-hmm. for some financial things we have going on um, to today because we wanted to enjoy yesterday. Um, and I was gone a lot. I took our little dude. He has to go get his blood drawn once a month mm. or once a week right now. Um, hopefully it gets less frequent. But since he was born, he yeah. has to get blood drawn on a regular basis because he has a genetic disorder called PKU, mm. which affects how his body breaks down protein. Yeah. Um, it's a very, very rare thing. He won't be able to consume protein oh, for damn. majority of his life, you know, unless something changes. Um, which, with epigenetics and you know genetic modification, there 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 might be some future where he can have a big old juicy steak and yeah. not have to worry about how it's going to affect his brain. Um, so we, I, I spent a lot of the day with him doing that. Um, and but today I woke up and I was like, man, I assumed we weren't podcasting because. I messaged Chris on Facebook and was like, hey, did you get my last message? Which, in hindsight, was like a two-chapter book. See, this is inside baseball because like, I've, I've definitely had conversations yeah. like this, too, where it's just like there's a lot of like exchange and it's just like, hey, like we're doing this thing. It's like, oh, whoops. Whoop, whoop, da, 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 and right, right. Like, I mean, you guys, we talked about it last week that we were having some communication issues with, with, it, with technology. Yeah. It's like and, Benny Hill. Like, and it's not like Chris isn't busy. He's not a father, a full-time employee, a husband. No, I just am. You know. He, he, <laughs> it's not like he's, you know, going home and oh, eating, man. drinking the daiquiris and eating the bonbons. Right, eating bonbons. He's got day. shit to do just like I do. And at this, in that, that same time, we're like, you know, me and Isaiah were talking about that before we did uh, the uh, our Dune rant. Yeah. And that's going to be a lot of fun to listen to, I mm-hmm. think. I'm going to enjoy playing that back. Um, but, you know, this, it's not like it's an easy process. Yeah. You have to bring multiple heads together at the same time. And the reality is, I would love to do this every week. But the reality is, is where the fuck are you going to find time yeah. to dedicate... I mean, like you're listening to a two hour podcast. For me, it's a six or eight hour process. I was going to say there's more goes into it than just that. Like that was the big curve for me was just like 
realizing how much production work goes into it. Because like before this, you would ask me what a producer is. I'm like, I don't really know. Just a guy who throws a bunch of money around and makes things happen. It's like, no, he's a guy who makes things happen, period. He's like, a logistics manager. Yeah. Like, they're the glue. And then usually it's not just one production guy. It's a team. It's a group. And like in a podcast, it gets boiled down to like one or two people in the beginning unless right. you have like a group. Unless you're like a big money guy. Like... It's, it's a four and a half hour ordeal mm-hmm. for a two hour conversation. For yeah. me. Just, and it's probably five or six when you count like, hey, how are you doing before we start recording? Right. Because we always got to warm up. Yeah. I mean, we I mean, once once I hit that record button, I'm committing myself for the next at least the next hour. I'm going to I'm going to push my personality harder than I pushed it all week. Yeah, and that's a lot to me. And what other people don't think is when you're so I consider this my podcast. I have to have a sense of ownership to it yeah. because it's something that I was driven to do. And I was looking out into the ether going, who wants to help me with this project? Yeah. And that's the weird thing is because mm-hmm. I knew looking at this microphone for a year, I wasn't saying anything. It wasn't until like, okay, well, well, duh, I'm an AI that needs a body. So I need other people to talk to. Yeah. And the other side of the podcast, it's not just the recording equipment and a decent microphone and a software program for you to edit it. It's, is your bathroom clean? Are you ready for guests? Are you doing this that mobile? Part, that part. Yeah. Are you hosting <laughs> in your own home? Do you trust these people to come into your home? Yeah. Are they available for that? Or are you doing the online stuff, mm-hmm. which is just as good, but it's sterile it's in a way it's that different. you don't have, I mean, like. Like one of my favorite podcasts is Higher Side. All of his stuff is remote. But if you look at Joe Rogan's stuff, because he's going to be the example for all podcasts, he always, now in this generation, he does it live. He sets it up live. You come to him, you you set up in his place, and like you're eating his food. Yeah. And it's and smoking his weed. Energy. Yeah, he does mushrooms. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a huge energy thing because I was setting up for the podcast and my wife has been been very busy. So what did I do on Thursday? I send her, I send her in my bathrooms yeah, to make sure they're clean and functional for, you know, for guests to come over Yeah, because that's the big thing. And (laughs) I've known Isaiah for years, but at the same time, I've invited someone into the cast. So it's a slightly different thing because I have to be, I have to host it. I have to be like, be warm and open and welcoming and challenge him with crazy comments like, well, what you don't think you should make money off your podcast? How dare you? <laughs> right, right, right. You know, it, it it's a much larger thing, and it really boils back down to relationship. You know, what are you doing? What are you adding value to? Yeah, because yeah. the wife and I were talking about that the other day. Because I run all my ideas of the podcast through her. She's my she's my main filter. Right. Because we were like, well, we should. You know, we can talk about human value. I'm like, great, awesome. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> how does that, how does that equate? How because, that you know, you Google it and human value is honesty, maturity, discipline, those types of things. But that is not answering the real question that I was asking. What is the intrinsic, intrinsic value of a person? What yeah. are you worth? What's what are cost? Yeah. What are you? You're here on a mechanism that you did not choose. Right. More never asked. And yet, in the back of my head. That's a bunch of bullshit. You yeah, chose you, it. You, you, knew, you, you knew what you were getting yourself into. Right. You could always off the on switch whenever you want. Right. But you're committing to something with another person, with another group of people. It's very much like any other marriage or relationship yeah. or, or work thing. Because you're, you've said, I'm going to commit this time, this energy into this. Yeah. 
And at this stage in the game, for no return. For no value. No, no visible substantial. No fiscal right, value. Yeah, right. I'm not, I'm not going to be calling off Tuesday next week to plan my next podcast because the podcast just generated a full day's pay for me. Right. Not that, yet. That's not, gonna, that's not a thing right now. And the hope that it could be. Right. Will be. Now, the thing is, is do, do, we, do we follow that model as our other podcast that we've also invested in? Right. And that's. And, and there's your next layer. Now you need a web developer. Now you need a website. Now you need your own personal server because of censorship. Yeah. You know, now we're talking, that, oh, that wasn't $1,000 worth of materials. That's $10,000 mm-hmm. worth of materials. Rogan didn't get where he got by accident. Like no. He got there because, like I said, the network and then also just the money he had, he was able to bankroll what he wanted. Yeah. He was able to make yeah. what he wanted real. And I've seen that happen with not just Joe Rogan. There's other podcasts, too, where I'm like... If these people didn't have a name behind them, I wouldn't be listening. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's only because the the body of work that they've done up to this point, and they got them together. It's almost like a super group or something. And it's right. like these two yeah. comedians are getting together to talk about blah. I've seen that some podcasts that that's what it becomes is yeah. there are people that have a podcast that nobody listens to. Maybe not a lot of people. Somebody probably does, but then they connect with another podcaster that has a substantial audience and yep. now they become a part they of that group up, and they have yeah. a name and like i love that collective exchange of elevating one yeah. another you know like like you having you on the podcast hopefully we add value to your podcast yeah, and, because people, and the same yeah, yeah like like and likewise so if you're a fellow podcaster head us up yeah we'll have a conversation we want to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> i didn't have any way to talk that was good we want to talk chris to you. do we need to close the door man no, I, I kind of have to pee again. You, you guys can do it. No, this is fine. This is the most authentic we'll ever have That is have true. Physically. That is true. When you have multiple, it's like cool. Like when you have gang vocals, like someone can just go do a cartwheel. It doesn't yep, matter. Right. I'm like, going to go leak my lizard. You guys can carry on. I'll be right back. See, uh, just a few weeks ago, I'm sitting here and I have my basic setup. I yeah. have my recording and I have two mics and booms and all this other kind of stuff. And Chris goes AWOL. So he's so damn busy and he's so focused on being in the moment with his wife and child. Yeah. He'll ignore my text message. Like I get, I get a book once a week, (laughs) a a day, a weekly tome. (laughs) And and it's got all of this stuff and then he's, you know, sharing and he's wordy. It's a good thing because he's a podcaster. Right. It fits. Especially for me when I'm sitting there going, well, I'm a Frank Herbert fan, so everything needs to be reduced to the most yeah, potent you're, you're sentence. Yeah, you're curating the best sentence you get, and it's like 20 minutes later, like, shit, I didn't say it yet. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, like, I know how to reduce all this information to its base point, but that's not the point. The yeah. point is, how am I going to deliver this in a way that the that people understand, that mm-hmm. creates conversation? Because I would like you guys, you guys to have conversations about this conversation with your circle. Exactly. Because that's impactful to me. You want it to ignite things. So I go out and I buy the third boom and I get the third mic and everything else. And I get a text message this morning from Isaiah. We still on at 11. I'm like, hell yeah, yeah, we're good. And I get a text message from Chris going, well, we'll hit it next week. I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Where'd you go? (laughs) And yet, you know, just my drive and my, I have a desire to do this. Mm -hmm. This is something that I want to do, that I want to participate with other people. Yeah. Like Isaiah. This probably won't be the last time you guys hear his voice on this cast. Yeah, I want to be a comeback. So, you know, it's a a bigger deal. And hell yeah, I would love to make a paycheck with this. Right. But in that same breath, you know, are you marketing yourself properly to do that? Right. 
Yeah, because that's the thing. It's it's a commitment. It's an investment because it's it's definitely one of those things where it's like, I see it, and it's like you almost just like the deeper you go, the deeper you see, and it's like if I just fully committed to myself, like I could do this, I could do this, I could do that. Like I was. Yeah, thinking, you can also eat fifteen cents worth of beans, live in your aunt's attic too. So, <laughs> and I'm sure you guys have had. Have you ever had like an idea so good it makes your brain hurt? Like <laughs> where you're just like thinking about it and you're just burning a laser, but it's just like oh, I want to make this happen. I want to make this happen, but then you realize the work that goes into that thought to make it real, and it's like. I don't really want to show up for all that, though, you know. <laughs> so it's 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 finding that medium that makes you happy. Like, how much of myself do I want to invest? But then, how much do I want to push for the payout? Like, it's hard, right? And how much? And what exactly are you selling? Yeah, I mean, because for the most part, if I can have it work out, I hate ads on everything. Yeah. You'll never hear an ad on this unless it's for another podcast. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I'm the opposite. I'm one, I want Manscaped. I want to talk about Manscaped and get paid for Manscaped. I want to do it all. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to shill, baby. That's what I want. I, I want to I talk about trimming my balls and get paid. That, 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 makes, that, would make the, that would be the best episode I ever record. It's the episode where you get the ad read about me shaving my balls. I'm that's, so sending an email gonna, later. I, maybe you should record that and then send it to them. Yeah, the, the, That might be a good way to get sponsored. Just, just shoot from the hip, like, Hey, I'm, I'm like just going to cut that one out of the audio, <laughs> put it in into a MP3 file, and send that shit straight to Manscaping. And then, and then we can talk, you know. And they'll be like, "We'll send you a free razor if you do that. <laughs> just a, no money, just a razor. It's a it's a start. It's a start. But then Isaiah will start up his OnlyFans again. Okay, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we, we we touched it. I was willing to be like, if we don't mention it again, I won't. Speaking but, of ideas that you're like, this is genius. But it was, I've seen my wife naked, so I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I can't lose. I'm already winning here. Yeah, this is amazing. This is the best idea. But what I did, I looked in the mirror and said, you know what? It's my time. So it, it, happened, it was 2021. And I, I, I think it was one of those things where I had come off of 2020, and I was like, look, I want to keep doing stuff. And this is kind of part of the road that led me to podcasting. But like at first I started streaming. So I did that. It was fun. It was it was still weird though. I saw where I could go with it and I'm kind of like, eh, you know, maybe I'll revisit it. But then I also was like, I saw everyone doing OnlyFans. Everybody and they baby mama was doing it. And I was like, okay, what what are what are the logistics? I would ask like people who are making the content, what are the logistics around doing it? And they would explain it to me. And it's just like, oh, this is really easy. You just have to do it. Like and then I just like dabbled in it real quick. Now I didn't really make a payout. I think I got like one awkward interaction and like maybe like five dollars potentially. And I was like, nah, it's not worth it. This isn't worth it because then you really understand that it's it's not just as easy as like, oh, I have boobs, I'm hot. In story, give me all the money. Yeah, you have to put in work. You have to market yourself, and the marketing of yourself is really the harder parts of it. Like that's really where the sweat comes in. Like hopefully the content is fun hopefully you enjoy doing that stuff and that's cool like that's the cathartic part but like actually putting yourself out there selling yourself how do you want to sell yourself in a social space that was the stuff that i actually wound up being too shy about and i was like nah it's not worth it like i'm not actually showing my dick to my friends (laughs) like (laughs) like, you know i know you want to see it i know you want it like so it it was it was a hard (laughs) dance and so i eventually just said all right let's just scrap it i'm just a consumer 
But um, it was still something I enjoyed trying because it was like, hey, I'm putting myself out there. I'm trying something new. I at least understand that a little better now. Well, it is a very powerful form of expression. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I used to have this weird thing as like a Christian kid. I would like go out and randomly streak at night. Like I would just do that. Like I, I did one a couple stents and like it streaking was- stents like <laughs> I had a couple of drinking stints in my youth. Yeah, no, I kind of went out there. Um, but I, I just remember doing it because I, I felt really repressed, I guess. And it was just like I had the sexual energy that I wasn't talking about and dealing with. And I was like, let's just get naked and run outside. And uh, a couple of near misses, and I was kind of done after you that. You get snatched up. <laughs> snatched. I think there was one of someone was like, hey! And I was like, oh, oh, oh no, oh no. <laughs> At this hour, that had to be about me. Face all my wiener. Face all my wiener. So yeah, that that was my my dalliance with OnlyFans. <laughs> Navi. Oh yeah, this is the greatest text message thing. Everybody hears it, and they they know. Everybody, everybody knows it's not theirs. <laughs> They're like, "Who's that kid?" I'm like, "That's no kid." That's for me. That that that's a 2D sprite fairy that won't do what you tell her to do. Gosh, I love it. We could go on a whole tangent about Zelda. That's a whole other. <laughs> ah, the wife is. The wife and I are playing Skyward Sword, the re-release on the Switch. Yes, dude. Fucking chunky, clumsy version of that guy. Yeah. The old Wii nunchaku version was... It was a lot. I think I broke a Wii Wii chuck. Fucking shaking the crap out of it. Yeah, trying to fucking attack. (laughs) It's it's so complicated. (laughs) Now, and and that's going to be the the other thing is... Honey, I love you too. (laughs) Now, you know, as you're transitioning out of, let, let, let's say you run with that fantasy. Yeah. That it's going to, the Experiment in Consciousness podcast is going to grow to sustain and support two households. Yeah. And how does that work and how does that operate? So how do you, since you've been podcasting longer than we have, keep, I mean, the news gives you fresh content. Yeah. But our model really doesn't because we're talking about today and we're also talking about 5000 years ago in some dusty book that someone thinks they translated properly. Right. So how do you keep your how do you keep your brand Isaiah fresh from week to week? I think for me it for me it was a lot of the pre-work that got me to that point. Like I stuck to current events because I knew that was something that could always be a fresh thing to lean on and if I ever wanted to talk about myself I knew I could. So that that worked for me. I think I like what you guys have set up because you are able to go anywhere with it. Like it's about you guys and how you guys think and feel. But then you can also talk about anything topical and it just gives you a free reign. But then almost in that way, it's hard to like rein it in. Like, do we want to like actually put this on a road and walk that road? Or do we want to just be spasmatic and do whatever we want and make a jazz song? Like it's I imagine that part is kind of hard in its own way week to week. I, I prefer the organic, you know, yeah. I, and it's something linear. I feel like doesn't feel natural to me. Like when you look at nature, even physically, like there's yeah, no tree straight, grow just straight every time. Yeah. Like, so the idea that to be healthy and grow in the way that is natural, like linear for me, just doesn't resonate. And that. I'm, and I think everything touches everything else in such a capacity. We may start a conversation about one thing, but we're going to end up in so many different necks of the woods. Yeah. That, yeah. Number one reason why the notes got abandoned so quickly was, well, I didn't get to half of this material. Yeah, you start realizing how far off the reservation you are, and like, how do I come back? And it's like, I don't, I just don't. Right, like, you know. right. Like, 
like one of my main things that I, I try to focus on is like, are we saying what we want to say? Yeah. So, cause you got to rein Chris in sometimes because yeah. he, he sees a rabbit hole and he wants to go down it and there's other rabbit holes within it and it's hard to keep. Yeah. Like, I'll come if, full circle. Usually. Usually. If we have enough time. And that's the thing too. It's 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 also being within the the your own confines because you could go on for four hours, right? But like there has to be a stop. Like, I mean, you know there, what I mean? there's yeah. an intention demand problem. I mean, we're dealing with a world that's simultaneously saying this 15 second TikTok with these big boobies or this baby or this puppy is all I can handle. Yeah, because I've trained myself to handle just these 15 seconds. Yeah, and yet in that same breath. I'm going to stick in my earbuds and I'm going to go do whatever. I'm going to go mow the grass. I'm going to go do the dishes. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to listen to a two and a half hour Joe Rogan podcast. Exactly. Or I'm a higher side chat or something. More girth content to it. Yeah. Right. And, and that's going to be the thing is, is which one are you when you're actually both? Yeah. Because the difference between that TikTok video and that podcast is the difference of the dopamine. Yeah. TikTok is immediate. It's visual. It's also audio. It's very immersive, and it does not have any commitment to it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have any anyone like. Well, this changed my metaphoric theories on these ideas. Yeah, on a TikTok, but a podcast, on the other hand, you're opening yourself up to that change. Yeah, and you're going, oh, I'm going to commit myself. Like the wife has listened to a couple episodes. She cannot digest it all in one sitting, like I can. Because for me, it's like, well, if it's not a podcast going on and it's not an audio book and it's not a lecture series and it's not, you know, someone explaining something that I don't know, then I must be asleep. Yeah. And, you know, because I'm always doing something in that nature. Yeah. I'm very content brain at this point. Like, I don't really watch as much TV as I used to. I watch big stuff. But, like, honestly... I like real. I've always liked reality drama. I've always been like hooked on that. So the idea that we get micro with it, and it's like, let me learn about Chris's life. Like, what is he doing today? What is when does he take a shit? How does he like to do that? Like that became more interesting to me. Alone than, like, with the door closed. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> right, right. And then, now there's a guy who's like, oh, I'll tell you all about my shit. And and I love listening to that. I'll go long listening to that kind of stuff. But that's me personally. Like I'll still come back to some popular things, but like content to me is king. Like. I just love it. It's just fun. Right. And right now, there's so many different crazy ideas. I mean, there's 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 a podcast on being a divorcee with four kids yeah. out there. Yeah. I mean, literally, you can find, because of the ease and the cost effectiveness of the technology now, you have plenty of opportunities yeah. to speak in and outside of your own circles. Because, I mean, this also creates that echo chamber of everybody's a racist, too. Sadly. It can, yeah. It, it's one of those things, too. That's that's my fear, I think, too, is, like, you wind up looking at your community and they're a bunch of just, like, lizard brain savages or something. <laughs> and it's like, what have I become? Like, what did I make? Well, and this is, you know, and this is one of those, you know, what are you offering to the world? Are you offering... You know, Trump is king conspiracy stuff. I mean, is that your is that your thing? Are you offering, you know, classical religion ideas? You know, that kind of stuff. And yeah. I like about what we've tried to do in the cast is we're keeping it open. We're yeah. going to definitely drive from our own personal experience because right. that's what we got. You know, like I'm going to tell you that if you're not listening to Alan wants Alan Watts once a week, your world's going to go to shit real quick. Yeah, because your perspective is off. Mm. 
but that doesn't mean anything to anyone else other than me. Yeah. And but, I, I think the good thing about that is it, it puts us in a position for me treating it like a spiritual practice almost yeah. like a personal practice is podcasting requires my evolution to continue. Yeah. Because yeah, you if, can't stay in the same place because it, otherwise we come back and we're talking about the same things from the same perspectives and we don't have any new, there's, there's, there's no new, new content. And I think what that does is it encourages others that listen to do the same. They're like, Oh wow. Like, I've heard the development in these human beings. Like they're real, they're authentic. They're not putting on a social media mask to pretend to be something they're not to gain my listenership. Yeah, I can see myself in them in a way that I that the mask has come off, and that requires development and growth because the mask can look the same for your whole life. Yeah, and if we're gonna, you know, people don't want the same. That's why TikTok's great. Every fifteen seconds, it's something new. It's something different. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's where our rabbit holes might benefit us from time to time. Is like it does, it throws people off their equilibrium off when they're like. And sometimes it's the <laughs> rabbit hole they were waiting for their whole life, and you hit it. That's really important. Like I said, mm. when, timing. When, timing. When you mentioned that that got the every young man's battle book. Like I said, that stopped me in my tracks. That's, that's that's a very pivotal book that I thought only my circle of people knew about and read, but obviously not. And we might cool. have the same circle and not know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> But me it, and Isaiah just met. Like we, we had very little conversation before this conversation. Right. So Yeah, we, we went into this one really raw. The mics were still hot though. Geek, it's good. Geek, hey, geek, but geek, we geek, did geek. do oh, the right. Dune t- we did the Dune rant before the podcast. Yeah. So me and Isaiah were already fired up. Because I didn't know how like I I, I did not wasn't into Dune when we were talking before. So right. and then like coming into it now I'm like, oh my god, a Dune fan? Oh he's got books. Like, oh like like the first Battle time Star. Yeah. <laughs> it like, was that kind of gush. It's like the first time I saw the the his little icon on, on Facebook and like I'd send him a message. Hey, are you a Lord of Atreides? <laughs> and he went on this spiel. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I have found my people. I'm like all right, we can play mountains together and read Dune. Okay. Right. Generally, red players get along. This is more inside baseball. But if you're an aggro player, we're probably friends. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm all I'm all about the one one for one. Yeah, swing. But but Chris, what you were saying earlier about um, what was the point? Um, about like pushing your audience and like you're growing, they're growing too. That's something I felt like when I started looking at what I was doing. Like that was kind of my hope. Like. I might butcher a news thing. I might not know my head from my asshole on it, but I do my best to attempt it. And my hope is whether you agree or disagree with me or whatever, you go and do your own research on it too. Like you go and look at it and you go expand on it because usually it's not done when, with me anyway. Like usually I'm just talking about a thing I just learned about and you're going to just learn about it. And then hopefully we all keep learning about it and like we know more about the world or ourselves yeah. or whatever. So like that's kind of my hope and takeaway is one of those things that people get out of it. Like a call to action almost. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, like, now direct. you know this is here. I know it's here. And we can kind of grow together and learn. Like, I like saying things that you can't unhear. That's one of my favorite things to do. Is Something things sticky. That, you know, like yeah. the, I probably said this before, but like language is another, like things that I, I'll pick up on little nuances in language that point to greater truths. Yeah. Like myself, the dog's itself, yourself, Chris's self. Like we are all different. Yeah. The self is the same. Yeah. Like, and like that, like that idea is like, if you just sit with that, like you can't forget the, like that idea. Like, yeah. Well, what does that mean? And it's something you can expand on after yeah. you hear it. Yeah. You know, or like the idea of creation, the creation story. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was a God, then let's just, let's assume there was one being, we'll call him God. 
it God, her God, whatever yeah. your perspective is, that created all things. And all there was in the beginning was this God. What was the paint it used to dip its paintbrush in for creation, if not itself? Hmm. You can't unhear that. This no? idea that if all there was was God, you can believe in a monotheistic perspective, but you can't do that and simultaneously believe that everything else is made up of anything other than God. Because all there was to create with was God himself. Now, coming from a Christian background, that's very counter-Christian. Yeah. But the logical conclusion is if all there is is God, what is he using to create other than himself? You know, like there's, you can't logically come up with any other conclusion. Like those are things I like to chew on. And yeah. Like topics that I'm like, hey, think about this. Like, because it, it does, it challenges a lot of the programming and paradigms that I have. Yeah. Sometimes it's good to break brains. Yeah. It's like, Phew. yeah. And honestly, that's something content-wise I do look for. Like, there are politically aligned streamers and stuff that I go and I'll look at their content. Now, sometimes I don't always agree with what they say. Like, sometimes my brain's not on the table like I like. But other times it is, or I go and I check it out and I'm like, oh my gosh, this does connect. And now I've learned something and I've broken my own perspective. I think a big time in that in school, um, I was really religious. And I remember reading um, Eli Wiesel. I think his name, but he did a, a series about the Holocaust because he, he went through that. And I remember that that shit broke my brain because I remember I remember I was in church and I walked out like I just walked out because yeah. I was so upset like about <coughs> just knowing that a person went through all this stuff and he too was religious. He was a Jewish person. He went through all this stuff and I'm like that broke my brain for a while and I had to talk with people and work that out to really get that not through. Like it was if, if you don't mind me asking, this is something that maybe a little bit off the podcast topic but what what was your journey outside of you said you, you've multiple times you mentioned how you used to be really religious yeah yeah can you share just a little bit about your personal oh, yeah, experience that like kind of brought you into the person you are today um it's it is a lot like for me i was a christian kid from the gate like um actually my first tattoo was my baptism date um so it was like really something important to me like it was something that was impressed by my parents um but then I, I got into a relationship. Things kind of went haywire with my church because they were like, they were non-denominational, but they were like, really like, hey, we got to stick by the script. And if you go off the script, then things are going to get weird. So I got like excommunicated. So that was like a big deal. Like literally? Like yeah, literally. process? Yeah. They literally, they did the whole thing to me. They told How the, old were you? I was 18. So I was like just becoming an adult. And like now all of a sudden all my friends and stuff that I grew up with aren't my friends anymore. They can't talk to me. Man. And I was like really upset. I was really down. Um, I still have my relationship that then became my wife. So like we then are going through all that. We get married. Um, but religion has always still been an important thing to me. Like, like I said before, like a, it's a discipline that I keep. Uh, it still feels important. I still pray at night. Like it's still something that like, I still believe in a God up there, at least in the, you know, Christian traditional sense, but like, I don't practice it. Okay. I still feel like it's important, but I don't like live by it at least a hundred percent so it's 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 a mixing thing but i do feel like it's something that's helped me a lot like i remember talking with people in other religions and stuff and being like i don't agree with what you're saying but i see it i get it like i understand this is just a different perspective and you're reading a different book and that Mm. helped a lot and now where i am where i am now where i'm like spirituality it kind of is trended in a different way it's a little bit more open now i think but I think it's a good thing. I think it's good for talking. And I think it brings more people to a table to talk that have different perspectives. And that's nice. And you see the spectrum is lighter and heavier and everything, like no matter what the name of the religion is. So it's it's, it's nice to have the talks. It's just uh, I don't really practice it like I used to. Okay. And I do a lot of drugs. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
But uh, going with that thread, is still the Indo-Christian model still the core of your ethics? I think so. I think it really is something that still is a guide for me. Like, I will sometimes buck against it, but I still buck against it. Like, it's not something mm-hmm. else. It's not like I've changed my my brain. Like, it's still the same for me. Still I'm a still, cornerstone. Yeah, I'm still that Christian kingdom kid in my head. And I still run off of that format. It's just like, I'm on dark mode. Like, you know. <laughs> do, do, you, do you feel like there's any shame or guilt because of that Christian kingdom kid is still there? Yes and no. Yeah, I think there's a, it's, it's there. It's built in. But like, I'll lean against it. Like, it's like, cool. I'm fine that I'm doing some scummy shit. I'm a scumbag. And like, I kind of like become that a little bit. And like, that works for me. Yeah. But at the same time, I do balance it out because it's like, I am knowing in my conscience is pinging off this. Like this feels bad. So like I should maybe try to work on that. Like it's something I need to keep growing with and like not so it's kind of like your compass mm-hmm. more than your yeah. Your compass is a good way to look at it. Yeah. It's definitely something where it's like, I feel it here. I still guide off of it. There are times where I'm like, it's almost like once again, a, a video game where it's like, Hey, this is going to give me dark points. You know, God's going to look and say, you know, that's bad. Chaotic neutral. Yeah. Chaotic yeah, good, yeah. But... So it's just one of those things where it's like, I still play off of that, but I don't live by it as much in terms of like, Hey, I'm going to church. Hey, I'm doing the thing. Hey, I'm reading the book. You're not checking all the boxes. Yeah. That's definitely a thing. But I think the thing I miss the most is definitely the body though. The community. I miss the spiritual conversations mm-hmm. that were just about this. Like, I, I, that's something you, you can't really just get out in the buff. Like you Likewise. can't just, you can't just talk to a guy on the street and like about God and how he feels about it and like get the response you want that you got on Sundays, you know, that's yeah, you, the hard. engagement. I, yeah. That's really, uh, that resonates so hard, man. Like mm-hmm. I, that's one of the things that I benefit a lot from knowing Chris Yeah, is I don't have that anywhere since I left the Christian community yeah. either. And that is something that I feel like my soul craves. Yeah. It craves discussing the nature of itself with other selves. Yeah. And uh, with people that can keep up. Mm-hmm. Because so there's and some I, people I, that's who are, my own elitist keep bullshit. up and not clam up. Yeah, like but you can engage into a a, fizzle, a conversation at that level and not lose your shit and fall down into fanaticism or simple opinions. Yeah. you remain close to other ideas. Mm-hmm. When the whole idea of having this conversation, I'm like, hey, I would like to spend the next twenty minutes talking about Taoism mm. and fucking know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, and for me, like that's important. Because regardless of what container that you found yourself, you were birthed through. Yeah. That doesn't mean that's the only container for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that you can have the, I mean, hell, go to your local community college, shake a world religions course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? That's a good point. I remember the little bit of like high school they gave us like Western Civ or whatever. And I just remember getting a little bit of an, another taste, even just a little bit of a taste of a different perspective in a, in a school situation was nice. It was so nice because it's like, this is how a whole group of people lived for a time. You know right. what I mean? That's important. Like. If you can see that, that helps. You can apply it to your own life. Like, because you know? it's it's literally the byproduct of culture. Mm-hmm. Like I've said it a hundred times. So I'm like, regardless of what you think, we are in we are in a Christian nature nation mm-hmm. that's built the entire society built off a Christian model. Yes, which is built off an ancient Jewish model of how to build a civilization from nothing. Yep. Even looking at the authority. The way that we look at authority, you know, you look right. up for a guiding force. Now it's the twelve government. judges. Yeah. Like God is government is God now. Like yeah. we want them to tell us how to do things, what to do, what's right, what's wrong. Yeah, 
that's why it's on the dollar bill. Like it's just it, they're hand in hand. They can't not be because it's just from zero to where we are now. That's what we were using. Right. And that that's in that same breath. Are you so dedicated to that level of fanaticism towards that, that you are not open up to Taoist ideas, Buddhist ideas, you know, all these ancient, even dead religions. I mean, that's one of the, you want an afternoon of mind entertainment, study a dead religion for an afternoon. Yeah. yeah. Ancient Egyptian belief systems, like, I mean, are fascinating to me. Oh yeah. That's I mean, a lot. and that is refreshing to me. This is half the reason why this cast got started because Chris countered my opinion with his opinion and he didn't say that it was the enemy opinion. Yeah. He you're was not like, wrong. you know, you're not wrong, but here's how I see it. Yeah. yeah. Like this is a different camp. It's not like we're fighting about it. It's just, this is how I feel. It's not getting rid of right and wrong and you're in your conversational perspective. Yeah. Right. Least. You're in a, you're in a growth moment. You're not in a, well, I need to convince Chris that I'm right. No, you can have a conversation about this type of stuff that is fundamentally societal building mechanisms yeah. and not have to take it home with you. I feel like I challenge people a lot in their paradigm of seeing the world and their belief systems because I, I'm i open to having those conversations without judgment. But so, yeah, sometimes and, people don't realize that they're coming in it from a closed perspective. They think like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have this conversation with you, Chris. But they are really ready to be a debate lord. And they want to have a debate with you in which, once again, someone wins and loses. Right. And it's like, no, this yeah. isn't about that. That was me, though. Like, And when I, I was a youth pastor for a couple of years, yeah. and I came from the, the deepest places of sincere care and affection and love for other people. Yeah. And according to my paradigm of thinking at the time, to love you is the point where you you are invited to iron catastrophe. Iron, you know, yeah, like saying, yeah. "Hey, like the Bible says this." Like your premarital, I used I've communicated with people that when you're having premarital sex, you're inviting demons into your bedroom with you. Yeah, like, that's the, how I saw the world, and I but, thought and that was also, a truth. But at that's the time. also the <laughs> line that gets fed from top brass yeah. in that religion. So it's like it's hard not to say that, and like right, and but in other cultures, like you know, the more the merrier. Yeah, like. What what you had sex with this woman after you got married? Well, how'd you know the sex was good enough to marry her? Right, and that's a cultural yeah. difference that's based within a religion religious bubble. Yeah, and the thing is, is you don't have to agree with everybody because you don't have to take that idea home with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is like one of the re- fundamental fact that after my conversation with Chris, cause I did a test two hour conversation with him to make sure that we'd flow right. And things. Oh would yeah. Go. You told me afterward. That's what was happening. You got vetted. Yeah. You were hanging <laughs> oh, yeah. out for a oh, while. Yeah. Oh yeah. We had, I had that's customers, a good idea. customers coming in and out of the vape shop during the conversation too. So it like kind of gave us a perspective, I guess. And they were participating an in our conversation, which was like, wait a minute. Well, maybe someone is actually interested yeah. in the random crap. I'm going to spew out my mouth hole. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was one of those things. I'm like, okay, cool. Now what? Right. And which is the the biggest challenge of it all. Equipment, marketing, all that stuff is, I mean, literally throw up YouTube, you can find whatever you want on it. But at the same time, are you looking at it going, do I really want to put this effort and this time and this commitment into something that I know is going to piss people off? Yeah. I remember you asked me, have you ever thought about starting a podcast? And I had answered that question. One of my childhood friends that is like one of those friends I don't see a lot or talk to a lot, but yeah. every now and then we connect and it's like, we never went without talking. Yeah. Um, who asked me the same thing. And what I told him was like, I, I was listening to some Neville Goddard, which was a, 
he taught a Christian perspective that had a different take on the Bible. That was this idea that Christ is human imagination. That Mm. what the Christ in us all is the human imagination. It's a construct. Yeah. And that Mm. that's what, you know, for Christ to be awakened in you is to be awakened to your imagination and its ability to create your physical reality. Yeah. Um, and so I was trying to really episode one. Yeah. I was really trying to adopt that and apply it. And podcasting is something during the pandemic. I recorded a couple conversations with friends yeah. with some headphones that were had a microphone attached in my little man cave at the time, pre babies. And it just didn't, it felt forced. Yeah. Um, so it, I just deleted one of them and I got another one. I haven't even, I haven't even listened to them. Um, but I knew it was something I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to have because conversations are what I love. Yeah, this exchange of energy we're having now—it's—it's it's really how you get to know somebody. It's how you can share ideas. It's for me. It's how I grow. Yeah, it's how I learn. And um, so I was at a place where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to hold the belief that I'm going to be a part of a successful podcast that impacts many lives. Yeah, and that I'm not going to have to do anything other than show up. And. That is very counter our natural inclination is you have to do things to make things happen. Mm-hmm. I, and I was like, no, like this is something and same with writing a book. Like it's going to flow out of me when the time comes. Yeah. I've tried to sit down and write and I've written a bunch of stuff and I love writing, but it's not, so, I've learned especially through this that I, it's not what's meant to be. Isn't going to be forced. Yeah. You know, it, and there's going to be work involved, but it will be a natural flow when you let go of resistance. Right. Resistance come when you try to force something that doesn't want to fit, you know, like mm-hmm. that's where you get resistance. And uh, Chris asked me the same question. I kind of gave him the same answer. It was like, hey, I, I believe that I'm going to be a part of a, a podcast and I don't know where, when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen or what it's going to come out of. But I'm holding the image and the belief that I already am a part right. of a podcast and before I even knew where it would come from. And then it blew my mind, the kind of setup Chris had when we did our first podcast, the audio quality. Like that's one of the things I realized using a little like dollar store bought headphones for a podcast is the quality was going to be different. shit. It hits yeah. different. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's always levels to it. And you can always keep climbing and it's awesome, but it's also like, uh, like it, it, it's a Cringy. lot of things. Yeah. Cause it's just like, man, I just want to be able to do it. I just want to be able to sit down and do it. And like you can, but like there's always overheads. There's always ceilings. There's always like, this you is know. probably my first real object lesson and what it means for our, for, to let Christ manifest through us, you know, in yeah. bringing to us what our mark is, you know, sin means to miss the mark. And this was the, one of the marks for me that I wanted to hit. Yeah. But the more I tried to do that in physical materialistic ways, like I was going to keep missing the mark. Yeah. And Chris became the, what relieved me of that sin. Well, well the thing that's nice is you guys kind of complete each other. You know, there's a little bit of peanut butter and jelly here, you know? Uh-huh. Well, well, one of the big kickers is, is early on, like I said before, I stared at this mic for over a year. Right. You know, I alone, I didn't alone. Michael, thoughts were quiet i was comfortable within myself i was okay i had my normal you know how am i going to fix my roof this year mm-hmm. you know, that kind of stuff but it wasn't until i was i was open to the possibility of bringing other people into what i consider a sacred space yeah and i was like i'm willing to be vulnerable in front of this microphone with you for this experiment yeah and this is this is still my model yeah like you know this podcast is 
This is experiment, whatever number it is. And we're going to talk about this particular t- subject, unrestrained, unedited, un, un, you know, without too much control on my end, yeah. because I'm what, you know, Chris was like, I don't have a base to stand on, but I have a voice. Yeah. Like, well, if I provided you a base to stand on, could you provide your voice? Right. With that same level of enthusiasm that I took for me to create that base yeah. and inspire me to speak on topics that I would normally go not speak on. Like Christianity is, I know a lot about it, but it's not my topic to speak on. Yeah. Not being a Christian myself. I'll speak to Buddhism and Taoism and all these other guys. Those are the things you practice. Those things you know. Yeah. yeah. The, the things that I've incorporated into my life because mm. the reality is, is, well, I grew up in a Christian country, in a Christian culture, in, yeah. in you know, and that. So that's so far in the core programming of my being mm-hmm. that like, of course your ideas are going to work because that's what the culture we both were grown into. Yeah. This is the, this is the route you're in already. So right. yeah, of course. That and sense. now there, now here's a medium that we can talk about it. Well, what about like the funniest thing I heard not too long ago was, and I'll end, I'll end it on this. So the conspiracy theory was in the times of Rome, religions were not sophisticated. They were basically pain cults. Mm. So you would suffer through until you got into some form of enlightenment. Yeah. Suffer until you had to overcome it. Right. So my so what I heard was, and I made a joke about it, in which my wife is very religious in her new age way. Mm. But I said, what if John the Baptist was actually drowning people? That's a plot twist. <laughs> What if uh, what if those stories were a whole lot more brutal in that ancient? Yeah. World what if it was fanatical and not just like a hey, he was turning, making fishes of men and stuff. Right. Yeah. Like like you know, I've been sprinkled on the head and all that kind of thing. What if John held your ass down until you died and brought you back? It was a very political thing too, like because the they were like the people being baptized were the people that were essentially in the low class of the society and seen as like outcast they were dredges they were dredges of society and they were they were they would scream in jubilee saying i'm no longer poor i'm no longer the low class i'm no longer not one of the elite essentially in today's terminology yeah and and actually speaking of religious jokes waking up to who you are because you almost died a near-death experience would do that if you really became that's the point and the point is also too to purge the sin like um my minister at the time made a joke when we were filling up the basin it was kind of dirty, and um, he's like, "Yeah, normally we clean it out, but like for you, it's gonna leave it because you're, you're just gonna leave your dirt in here anyway." And I was like, "Haha, yeah, I don't want to get fucking baptized in leaves, but like whatever, fine." <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> but like, I understood the joke was it's like it's it's all sin anyway. The whole purpose of this is to delve you into the water, sit you in here until you are clean and pure, ready for Jesus, ready for Lord, and then we'll pull you out. But then you look at the Catholics, and they're just like. We're just going to co some water on your head, and that's going to be the... You're that's covered. It. Yeah. Get out of here. And, and you're doing that when they're a baby, like not like a dredge of society who's lived a full life, who knows pain, who knows suffering. Like there's just a complete difference, but this is both Christianity. Like, right. Yeah. And it, it's crazy that we don't understand this, the context that baptism happened in the yeah. time. And we and the same with communion. Like mm-hmm. we don't under, so many rituals that take place in so many different... Even lighting of incense. Yeah. At one point in time, those had some significance and maybe some different qualities, like the incense in the Jewish tabernacles behind the veils. Mm-hmm. Like there are some valid perspectives that they, they were possibly hallucinogenic in nature. So people were inhaling hallucinogens 
talking to God and coming back and relaying the message that God gave them after they were just tripping balls. That was their religious experience, high as hell. And now, like, but we don't understand the context. Or the Sounds like modern thing. shamanism. Exactly, yeah. but it's not looked at the same in Western. No. It's but it's the same different. mechanism. Yeah, same process, the same route, but like, mm, no, that's dirty, that's different. Well, how do I access the God that's within me? And we're just going to skip meditation, quiet space, Second inner dialogue, yeah. and just go for the... Biggest sledgehammer I can find, which is a handful of mushrooms or DMT. Mm. I'm reading LSD in the mind of the universe right now. Any good? Yeah, it's been really good so far. It's about a doctor who, um, he did his LSD research in private because it was after the 70s. Yeah. um, And he wanted to continue being a professor at college. Nice. Um, Didn't want to get... Oh, I think I've heard a little bit about the story. He didn't want to get Timothy Leary'd. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And... uh, and it's and one of the things that he, I'm still I'm not super deep into it. I'm probably seven chapters in, um, but he did 73 LSD like heroic dose LSD yeah. sessions in a meditative space, mm-hmm. which is something I've began doing um, at a little bit higher dosage than he did in his practice. Um, and he just shares about his experiences and his journey. Yeah. But he, one of the things he talks about, an insight he got from an experience, was the awakening of the shamanic spirit in the human civilization in this time, in this day. I age. truly believe that that is something that when you... It's it's hard to talk to people about it who haven't been on psychedelics, but it's something that it's like almost a hand-in-hand experience that once you tap in deep enough to it, when you go beyond the recreational, yeah. it's almost like you can't, it's unavoidable. Like You have to dig deeper in yourself if you continue to use these drugs. Like it's it's not like a meth or a heroin or whatever where like we're zeroing out and blacking out and then coming back to life. Like there is a whole expansive journey that I go on whenever I take acid or whenever I take mushrooms and then I come out of it and I'm like, I feel different or I look at this world a little bit differently. Yeah, because it's a real experience. Mm-hmm. It's and not... when I'm in that moment, I know how I'm supposed to be looking at Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, right. it's a difference. Yeah. like swimming. Like, well, you know, you're these are levels of consciousness. Yeah. These are realigning chemicals. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are designed to break this structure of the way your brain is wired. Yeah. It, I mean, the number one thing is I'm, I'm seriously attempting to break the framework of my reality to experience it all new. Again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Death and rebirth, being born again. And that is the heart of every religious metaphysics. Yeah. It's a key thing in all, in every one of the religions I've seen. Right. There's a breaking down and building up. And then even out of religion, we take that method and we put it in our, our society. Our military. Right. Yeah. Our yeah. school system. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, all laws right out of the damn book. Yeah. All yeah. of it. Yeah. It I, was literally templated. Like We're just going to use this as a constitution. Right. Okay. okay. Isaiah. America, the United States of Psychedelics. Ooh, I'm with that. That's USLSD, the name of a podcast baby. waiting to happen. Yeah, dude. The United States of Psychedelics. So okay. I can have more than one podcast, right? Oh, you definitely can. <laughs> yeah. Next yeah, yeah. podcast, we will, we will start with a little bit of marijuana. Or we'll go midway. We'll have some uh, some shrooms. And then uh, the last 12 hours of the podcast, will be on some LSD. And we'll see where it takes us. What a flip. Well, I'll, <laughs> have, I'll just bring some extra batteries. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Isaiah? Give us your podcast one last time. It's Isaiah's Newsstand. You can find me once again on Pod, uh, what is it, uh, Spotify and uh, Apple Podcast. Um, any of those big names. Uh, also YouTube. You know, We'll have uh, links in the comments and in the description. Thank you very much for coming. Yeah, Thank man. you for having me, guys. This has been awesome. fun. You guys popped my guest, Terry, so I'm really Aww. happy. Yes, yeah, so Likewise. This is nice, nice. I would like All to. All bleeding together. <laughs> <laughs> Our Heinz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my Heinz. <laughs> <laughs>
my podcast time. <laughs> I would like to extend an open invite. Yes, I would. On, in, on any episode that we do, I think this was a lot of fun. We got a lot of laughs. Yes. And uh, keep in touch. Yes. And we'll, I'll send you the files when they're ready. And cool. so you can post them on your end. And I will definitely spread the word. So you guys can hopefully come over here. We'll bring some of my people over there and we'll all become a bigger community. I'd like yes. that. Yeah. Sounds great. All right. Thou art God. Thou, Thou art God. Thou art God.